Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailfuzz TV. I am Peter, and joining me for episode 102, Matt's here. I'm back. Oh, that's right, you were gone uh, last week. Huh? Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> also, let me take a drink of my beverage before I have to do anything else. This is more important than anything else that's coming next. Mm-hmm, also be. joining us is Connor. Matt, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. Take- How dare you step in like that? How dare you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we talk about comic books on this show. Uh, DC comic books. Uh, coming up this week, we have DC Nation issue zero, which is the, the essentially the free comic day issue, even though it's twenty five cents and it came out a few days earlier. But that's essentially what it is, and it's previewing. Yeah, it's, it's free digitally. Yeah, it's free digitally. Yeah, uh, and it's previewing uh, the upcoming Batman Wen stuff. It's previewing uh, Bendis' Man of Steel, and it's previewing uh, No Justice, which is starting next week. So it's previewing all these big DC things that are happening. It's, it's, so we're gonna talk about it's that prelude. Yeah, and uh, we got Batman Forty Six Action Comics Special Number One, Green Lanterns Forty Six, Nightwing Forty Four, Green Arrow Forty, and Deathstroke Thirty One. So it's actually quite a quiet week in terms of the quantity of books. Although I've got a feeling DC Nation might actually give us a good 30 minutes of discussion on its own uh, so that's the that's the plan for today's show episode 102 yeah cool yeah big, big stuff starts proper next week big stuff yeah no just starts proper next week but we get a tease of it this week uh, how's the how's the uh, the heat over there Connor the, the sun looks less bright than it did a few minutes ago you, you surviving uh, yeah I think it's just, just behind a cloud it's still stupidly warm uh, that's, that's a I'm still suffering he's melting <laughs> Uh-huh. Uh, Pretty much. No Red Hood this week. Are you starting that next week? Your month of Red Hood. Yeah, next week I'm doing it with yeah. the along with No Justice because it's a five week month. All right, so you're getting four in a weeks, four weeks in a row of Red Hood and the Outlaws from Connor. So you can look forward to that as well. Uh, so before we get into the books, there is just a couple of little tidbits of news. There was one that was it was big at first, and then it became little news after the panic died down, and that was that we'd heard from a less than reputable source that Doomsday Clock had been pushed a month and that July's issue had been pushed to August, so the next two issues were getting pushed a month each. It turned out, because they got this from, it was like DC's website, the schedule just happened to have it in these places, and then it was just later on the same day, Jeff Johns and co came out and said, no, 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 that's just a mistake, don't worry. It turns out it was pushed slightly, it's been pushed a week, it was meant to be week four this month, it's actually going to be week five, but not a big deal, so... Can live a week. Yeah, panic stations. Delay was painful. Yeah, panic stations do not have to be manned. We're okay. We're okay. Some some shoddy journalism. Yeah. So, uh, Connor, what's going to keep you busy on week five then? That you won't be here. I don't know. I am a little concerned (laughs) because I don't know. Something could happen. Another trip to the mall. (laughs) Please don't. Oh my god. Uh, So. Uh, so that was the thing, and I should at least briefly mention uh, the announcement of a Swamp Thing TV show, along with all the logos for all the DC Universe shows, which is their, their streaming service that's coming some point later this year. Mm, it's uh, pretty cool. They, yeah. they got you know everyone with a contract at DC to tweet about it. Yeah, very, yeah. very curious. Um, I, I'm actually really pumped for a Swamp Thing TV show. It's a live-action show, of course, because obviously some of the shows I've announced have been animated, some have been live-action. Uh, obviously, Titans and Young Justice season three are coming first, but uh, so I think Swamp Thing's a really good pick. It's really different because I feel like when they, they announced Metropolis, it's like okay, a Superman prequel. Yeah, yeah, we've, safe not, choice, yeah. we've not seen that before, right? <laughs> and yeah, never. So I, so I think Swamp Thing's a nice, in, a nice interestingly, pick. Interestingly, the because 
we we got the first three logos with the announcement. We got you know Titans, Young Justice, and Harley Quinn. Uh huh. And then we got reports of a uh, of a Swamp Thing show. And then DC kind of updated a little bit later. Went all right, fine. Cats out of the bag. Here's the logo. Oh, I, I have more so, on this. Uh, they officially delayed Metropolis. Did they? That was a new story okay. that had been delayed. It was. It's, it's actually further back in development now compared to everything else. That's fine. Curses. <laughs> what a shame. What a shame. Although that said, Krypton ended up being pretty good so far. So I mean, who am I to judge? Yeah, Krypt- Krypton's. Yeah, but this is from the people who make Gotham. So this is true. Krypton yeah. isn't. Yes, that's 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 very very true. Uh, it, although that said, Goyer was attached to uh, Krypton at one point. I don't know how much he's actually he was, involved in it now, but he was also attached to the Dark Knight trilogy. So you know, this is true. Yeah, that's like two and a half good movies. So. <laughs> It's like three good movies. It's it's three movies that are all much better than The Last Jedi, so we can leave it there. No way. I will... F- no. no. Last Jedi is far more entertaining than, than uh, Dark Knight Rises. No way. Not even close. Yes, they, yes, they are in, Dark Knight Rises is a, is a coherent, structured film. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. Okay, it's not my fault some idiots think it's bad, alright? It's not my fault. <laughs> I like Dark Knight Rises. But I like, I like Last Jedi. I like the first half of it, and then the last like ten minutes. But nah, oof. nah, all three of them are better than Last Jedi. Admittedly, I like all three of them probably more than most Star Wars movies. But that's besides the point. Yeah. You like all three of them more than just most movies in general? That's not true. I don't think that's true. No. Most, given the given the quantity of of movies in existence, I think that is a factual statement. Okay, sure, but th- there is a reasonable number of movies that I'd rank higher than. Them. Oh yeah, yeah. His highest ranked movie is Paris, Texas, right? So that's one of. That's one of. It's yeah. not the highest. Uh, but are you putting any three of the Nolan Batman movies above Paris, Texas? No. There you go. That's no, my no. point. Sure, but that's one. That's not most. <laughs> Look, we're not here. We can do that when we do a top film list eventually. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you where Last Jedi is appearing in my top film list. <laughs> The the <laughs> dis dishonorable mentions at the start. Here's things that were not considered in any way, shape, or form. That, that was a really close stab from me and Matt there. Well, and it, and it shows you how we view the movie that I went with the lower number and Connor clearly because he can't. Joe, I loved about three. that. If you actually convert that into you physically trying to stab me, your knives actually hit each other and they don't get stabbed, and you know they just you know oh I'm fine. You two are just like hitting each other with your knives. I'm good. Oh, there's always another attempt. <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm coy. Well, we'll look. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but my personality is not that of an edged weapon. It's of a blunt object. So, you know. Okay, fine. Uh, Connor's knife is now just wedged in your blunt object. Yeah. So there was a baseball bat with a knife just dangling off the end of it. All I'm, all I'm viewing us now is us attacking you to the Benny Hill music. Like. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Fun. Yeah, this oh. is what happens when there's no news, guys. Just enjoy it. I know. Enjoy yeah, yeah. We, we 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 can ramble a bit when there's not been a lot of news. This is this is nice. It's nice. I did, I did like all the logos for for these shows. Though. I did. I did. Titans was a new logo because it doesn't look anything like the traditional Titans. Uh, logos. It's kind of this graffiti-ish yeah. blue. Whereas Swamp Thing is more more of a traditional looking Swamp Thing logo. I, I, I will say it has a you know a hand coming up in the A, mm-hmm. and it's very zombie cliche. 
Well, you're the playing zombie. Visually. You know? just, just, it's, it's fine. Just from a visual of the logo. That's something I associate with zombie things. Do you guys... I don't know if you're young to remember it. But Pete, do you remember the Swamp Thing animated series? I mean, I never watched it, but yeah, I'm aware of its existence. Yeah. I, I knew more about that than I did the live-action show that was on USA Network for three seasons. Wait, there's a... I'm sure we talked about this, but that's yeah. new to me too. Yeah, because because I, I, we were looking. It was when we were doing. Uh, we were planning like you know the off-season content for television for the multiverse. Right. Okay, the notion, the new sh- shows aren't on. Let's do some old content, and we're doing Lawson Clark and stuff. When you know when the right. off-season, and we looked at all, what other shows have they got in the in the you know the vault that we can you know whip out for when there's nothing else on. And we discovered a three-season Swamp Thing show on USA Network from the early nineties, and we never had an idea that suggested. Oh, man. A, was Craven at all involved in that? I, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Huh. This, this was 10 oh. years removed from his atrocity of a film. Yeah, man. It's so weird that that exists and just no one talks about it ever. No. No, no one even really likes to talk about the movie either because the movie's not good. No. No, my, my main stuff came from the cartoon as a kid. I remember watching it. I feel like it was on Fox Saturday morning. Yeah, I, I think. I could be completely off. Well, yeah, for me, Swamp Thing wasn't a thing until the comics. Like, you know, I I discovered Swamp Thing in the comics, you know, from, you know, yeah. I assume he showed up in something how, and then I went, oh, I'll try some of Swamp Thing's stuff. I just know I had a dope action figure where his arm would shoot off and it was attached to a rope and he'd squeeze his legs and it would drop back in. But, you know, of course, me being me, I broke it within four days and it was just this noodle arm. <laughs> so We got um, episode titles for Titans as well. Oh, oh, yeah. I, 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 I did not see this. What was the titles? Are, are we going to stop complaining about the look of Starfire? Because I'm over it. Yeah, um, well, I mean, those set of photos did look bad. However, here's the thing. Set of photos always look bad. I mean, yeah. for all for all we know, that that's not even the permanent look. That could be like a one-scene thing where they're trying to blend in with the crowd or something. I don't yeah, know. and that's fine. I just, I'm so sick of seeing the people complain about it. And it yeah. goes to everything, like, like Apocalypse and... and X-Men Apocalypse, when those first came out, people were like, how come a cosplayer can look better? Well, a cosplayer doesn't have to do stuff for screen, guys. So, yeah. let's, let's... I'm just saying, out. wait for a trailer, let's see how it actually yeah. looks in context. Uh, that, that's the thing, because the, so the official photos they've put out have looked pretty good, so I'm... They have, yeah. That, 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 enough judgment. That Robin I can't and... believe we're getting a Titans TV show. Like, can we just bask in that for a minute? Yeah, because the, the Robin and Hawk and Dove photos they put out look great, so let's, yeah. you know, let's wait and see so, the actual lit uh, images with... I've got the, uh, the episode titles here. They gave us nine out of the thirteen. Okay. So uh, first nine. First one is ju- yeah, yeah, yeah. Titans, <laughs> just you know the pilot. Okay. Then uh, Hawk and Dove. Three yeah. is Starfire. Four is Rachel. Uh-huh. Five is the Doom Patrol. Ooh. Six is the Messenger. Now, mm-hmm. I'm gonna skip seven for a moment because that's the big one that I want to hold off. Okay. Eight is Angela. Nine is Donna Troy. Cool. Seven is Jason Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, if they go Red Hood and he's a thorn in their side, like, that could work. Jason uh, Todd inherently is not... Okay, oh, sure. He is inherently bad. I can but see that working. I can see that working since... I mean... Since we're in Titans time, though, I, I could also see them going that he's not Red Hood yet. He could still, he could be like the, yeah. this young renegade Robin. Well, cause... I mean, uh, Dick's not Nightwing. At yeah, so it would be weird if he was already Robin. Red Hood. Yeah. So yeah. what I'm saying, if anything, I, like, actually, if anything, that tells me that by episode seven, Dick's Nightwing. 
Yeah. And that's why Jason Todd exists as Robin. But that by yeah, then. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, just a thought. But you know, I just I saw that and went, Oh god. Who's Angela? I don't She's a character on the office map. Yeah, well also I was going yeah. But my first thing is all the, the, the Neil Gaiman stuff from Spawn. But I was like, that's the wrong universe. Yeah, so, yeah she, Marvel you know, owns her now. <laughs> yeah. So that one's weird. Rachel's clearly Raven. Uh, that's what you Neil think. Patrol I like. That's what you think. It's, it's set in the Friends universe. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah, fine with me. And more Jennifer Aniston, I'm fine with. Uh, <laughs> but Tomb Patrol, you think we're getting the full patrol? Or we're, we're just getting... Oh, they said we're doing a Doom Patrol thing, didn't they? Yeah, they were, yeah. They were casting all the characters. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, are, are we going to get full like Robot Man, or is it going to be like, you know, after playing Robot Man type deal? Because if they go full go and like use their budget up on that one episode, I'm kind of okay with that. I, th- I think you get Robot Man. I think it's happening. Yeah, I think because they're only in it for the one episode. I assume. Yeah. Maybe you know. They'll show up again at the end or in the, in the future. I'll, I'll tell you what I like about those titles. I like that it seems that each character is getting like a focus. I imagine Dick will be the focus of the first episode because he'll be like the one bringing them together, maybe. And yeah. then you, know, you get an episode focus on Starfire, episode focus on Raven, and so on. Yeah, yeah, and Dove. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I think that's a nice uh, touch. So who knows? Hopefully, it'll be good. Uh, I'm hopeful. So the Titans. Yeah, me too. So uh, I, I guess we'll do. We got any books then? Do you want? To... Into it, yeah. And any other news? Not everything. Don't think so. Um, cool. I mean, did we? Was this last week that Tom King said he was writing some of the fallout from Flash War? Did we talk about that yeah, last week? We, we spoke about that last okay. week. Okay. Fine. In that case, no. There's nothing else. Nothing else. Well, I mean, Sam Humphries is hosting some sort of weird DC fictional game show thing. Uh, but oh, no. Yeah, and that first episode set me into a rage. So. <laughs> Were they all Batman fanboys? No, it's just I don't care about the Batman vs Superman fight anymore. Like, I don't, I don't just... care about any of it. Honestly, the concept of the, this show where it's about who would win a fight, I'm like, this is like twelve year olds talking about superheroes. I don't. Yeah, but <laughs> there is a way to do it, and where you can compare their cultural impact and whatnot, right? Like, but if you're just doing like, who's gonna win in a fight? Superman punches real hard. Batman is he is smart. I don't care. Like. Uh, I don't get it. I I critique uh, Humphreys on this because the day before he said, "Oh, I'm starting something really exciting tomorrow," and I assumed he meant he was going to start writing a new book. We wouldn't find out about for a while, and then this announcement comes out, and I'm like, "You know what? That wasn't that exciting, Sam. Calm down." Uh, what even <laughs> the US, I guess. <laughs> so hey, uh, but anyway, so we'll, we'll move on. We'll start talking about books. So we're on DC Nation issue zero. Um, got three stories in here. The first one by Tom King and Clayman. Of course, this is the one that's tying into Batman. And mm-hmm. the concept of this is that Joker has found out about Batman and Catwoman's wedding, and mm-hmm. he has taken over some random guy's house, thinking that he is going to get an invitation through the mail at this house. So he's holding this 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 poor man hostage as he waits for the mail, and the man is worried that he's going to be killed. All swell telling some glorious dad jokes with some fantastic, I'll call it eye popping art from uh, Clay Man. Uh, yep. After he makes the jokes, creepy Joker. His Joker is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I never learned alphabet. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that cracked me up. All I could think of was was Phil Dunphy 
from Modern Family. Ah, uh, yeah. The, the, the one that got me is, uh, yo, did you hear the one about the letter that didn't have a stamp? Eh, you wouldn't get it. It's his yeah. face afterwards where he just yeah. stares going, yeah. come on, laugh. Come on. Yeah. So here's here's my thing on this one. I, this was a really good story and it was super tense and mm-hmm. I, I like that. And the ending is dark as shit. Joker just kills him. Yeah, because that's yeah. what he does when he's happy. We're in proper like, evil psychotic Joker territory. Yeah. yeah. My favorite um, kind of Joker, may I add. So uh, here's what I'm confused about. So how do people know about Batman and Catwoman? That like I give the Justice League, right? Yeah. Knowing. But as of this point, it would just be Bruce and Selena getting married. Yes. Well, right? I'm ass- I'm assuming because this is going to be continued in Batman Forty Eight, and that's going to be like more of this, this stuff leading up, leading up to the wedding. I assume we'll get maybe some information as to why anyone knows Batman is getting married. I assume that's yeah. something that's going to be brought up. I- I- Ivy knows, right? No, uh, from that arc, would would she not know? I can't remember if it could brought up to her. That all that arc was all kind of a fever dream. <laughs> like, and I think that's the design of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so. yeah. I'm 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 not sure. Um, I mean, I I, just, I assume we'll get some sort of like this is how word gets out to the the rogue gallery of Gotham that Batman is getting hitched. Yeah, like, somehow that'll come out. I just, if they don't do that, though, I kind of like that it's. Again, it's Joker caring more about Batman than who Batman is. Like, you know, so however he interprets it, hmm. you know, or whatever. But I like that twist because it wasn't until after I read it that I started thinking, going, wait a minute. He's a Batman and Catwoman, not Bruce and Selena. Yeah. So. And he shouldn't you know, know who Bruce and Selena are because he doesn't, he doesn't know their right. identities. So that makes sense. Exactly. So that's why I. I as far as we know. As far, yeah, as, far it, as we know, yes. In the moment, I was just like, oh, yeah, no, this story is rightfully creepy. But the more I thought about it, going, huh, that's an interesting wrinkle. So, and I trust in King. King's earned my, my trust in, you know, not like, oh, well, that was sloppy. Because I've, I've read some people say that, like, oh, this was just kind of a, a, a necessary tease. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a tease that's standalone. I don't think it has to be explained how he knows yet. I, mean, I assume we'll get that somehow. When we hit 48 and 49 and then we get that two-part story before the wedding, I yeah, assume I, I that'll be... I think this is a, a really tight, short story of just, yeah. this is the a day in the Joker, you know, for the life of the Joker. Just, yeah. okay, here's one morning what the Joker did. Yeah, and you hear, you hear the guy talking about his daughter and... Uh, you know, at the end, like he says, "Oh, I got the invitation." Then he shoots them, and then you see the last panel. You see the the letter. It's actually just like it's a letter from her school, the daughter's school, yep. about her being, you know, yeah. late. And it's like, okay, yeah, because um, you kind of like his whole thing is, you know, well, you know, the guy's going, why, why, why would he send an invitation here? Why today? And he's like, yeah. well, I mean, he's got to send one somewhere, sometime. <laughs> why not here? Why not today? Yeah. And then <laughs> when, when something comes through, it's like, wait, really? What? What's yeah, going even on? the guy. Yeah, even the guy's like, "Oh, weird," because it looks like an official stamp. Like, yeah. there's a seal on the letter. And I also like that the guy does try to defend himself from Joker and gets his gun, but it ends up being one of his. It's bang you know, guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his flag. His joke. And you're just like, "Oh no!" Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a good, a real good effort, though. Yeah, it was a good mm-hmm. effort. And at one point, he just kind of snaps. He's like, Batman's not getting married. And even if he was, he wouldn't send you an invite. And he certainly wouldn't send it here. <laughs> like, right. there's so much wrong yeah. with your plan. <laughs> I love that. You know, after he does that, that's when you get the, uh, you know, the, the alphabet joke. And the guy yeah. just goes, just screams and walks off. He's like, no, <laughs> I can't take this. Uh, he... 
King's Joker from even in War Jokes and Riddles, we had the, his introduction in that house. Mm-hmm. Like he just, he, it's almost like a a David Fincher villain, you know, like he's all atmosphere and just uh, he gives me the creeps. Yeah, no, I, I love this uh, first story. I, I think yeah. it's nailing the type of crazy Joker I like. It's exciting because it's building to the wedding. It's building to Joker's uh, interaction with it in some way. Um, and I am curious as to how much, like, because obviously issue fifty is a big issue. In fact, we heard this week that there's going to be twenty-one artists on the book. Um, you know, it's, I know uh, it's fifty pages, and King said, "Yeah, there's twenty-one artists." I'm assuming it's one main artist, and then there'll be like twenty like standalone pages yeah. that are flashbacks or something. I I assume it'll yeah. be like like one of them's making a speech or maybe both of them make a speech at the wedding and as they're doing their speech you'll get like all these splash pages of their history from different artists yeah. i'm assuming that's kind, kind of like yeah kind of like the uh issue that we just had where they went through their relationship and you saw the different eras kind of yeah and that was yeah. a I'm, different I'm artist kind of like in the uh you know in action 1000 the the gleason yeah thing yeah like that but every page is a different artist basically it, yeah, yeah instead when, of just when someone one, asked him about that he goes yeah i'm kind of crazy that was King's kind of response. Was like, "There's no reason for this other than why not." So I like, man, he's really climbing those ranks. Oh yeah, as, as uh, a fan favorite. I mean, this is already a huge run. We're, you know, we're hitting issue fifteen. He's, yeah. he's claiming he's got a hundred in him. He's like, "I'm going to hundred. Yeah. This is halfway." And that's good. And and so now it's drawing comparisons because the issue number is about where Snyder was. So the contents, yeah, there. And I put this over Snyder's run because while Snyder had some I would really. Too cool ups this has been more consistent there's only one arc of here i don't like uh actively the rest of it i think is an all-timer but compared to snyder's where i feel like it's way more hit and miss yeah i i think um i i might like the black mirror which is not even really part of snyder's run because that's like you know that's dick racing batman that's like a different character Uh, I think I like Black Mirror maybe more than any of the individual stories in King's Run, but as a run compared to his New Fifty Two run, yeah. I do think I like King's Run more, and I'm I'm still excited about the rest of it. So you know, yep. I think I'm I'm torn because I think this run's definitely more consistent, barring a couple of points where I actively dislike. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I I like the ideas that are at play in the Snyder's run more, yeah. like just the concepts that it's dealing with. I, I think I like those. I'd more. maybe agree until those last like. 12 issues with the the robot Batman thing. With well, Gordon even though I like the concept, <laughs> I like the idea of what he's poking at. I like what, you know, it, well, I'm not saying it's as well executed, but I like mm. the, yeah, the concept. Was, yeah, Snyder's a really good idea, man. I just feel like he, not that he got tired of it, but he just kind of ran out of steam there towards yeah. the end. Honestly, I actually think he's better suited to Justice League, and we'll more on that in a bit, but I feel like because he's doing these big, crazy, ridiculous ideas, I think that actually works better when it's the entire Justice League feels, and not just Batman. Yeah. yeah. Well, feels. If, well, we'll talk about that. I'll, I'll yeah. save that. Until yeah. We'll, we'll get there in a bit. Uh, so, have we wrapped up on the, the, the Batman story then? No, we're good. Our, yeah. our was great. Yeah, ours fantastic. Yeah. Man, man killing yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Man and Joe, uh, Joe Ballard are a great team. And I think, you know, it shows the contrast of, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, we got their, their story in, uh, you know, the, the Action 1000, all mm-hmm. the, the bright, yep. gorgeous colours. And then, you know, this, they're just, it's so bleak. And yeah, it's so different. I want to see how uh, King's going to mess up something in this one. Like he drew the face on the Elmer Fudd. You know, like he's gonna find a way to do something goofy. Actually, that was the best response on Twitter when he said there was twenty-one artists. Someone said, "Is one of them you?" 
<laughs> get, get to the last page is a stick figure saying yeah, I love you Selena <laughs> oh my god I, I, I kind of want that to be there just for the joke I'll be honest I, I think there's a market for like a joke book where he redoes an issue of his own run but him just doing stick figures for all the panels oh, I'd read the hell out of that just for once I mean, you can you can read the whole arc like that but I'd read one joke no. issue like that yeah. just, just the one issue of him going into Santa Prisca so the one no, issue... no, I want his own interpretation of Batman Fifty, the full thing. Just <laughs> fifth, all fifty it. pages of it. King edition. Lord, you're a master. Oh dear. <laughs> I just want to see how he differentiates between all the other guests. Also, can I point out? He said that was fifty pages, which for five dollars is actually pretty reasonable. It's reasonable, yeah. You could do, think about what 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 normally costs three or four. You know, that's that's pretty good. Hey, think think about what you get for five dollars for a, an issue one of the other company. <laughs> oh, shots fired! Across the across the bow. Not, not unearned though. Well, yeah, because Action Comics special was five dollars, and it did. You know, I feel like was it fifty pages? I'm not sure. There was it, stories. Well, I think it was, but there's something to critique with the last story in that one. More on that when we get to it. Uh, so. Anyway, so the next story in this then, we have the Bendis Superman story uh, with uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez on the art. And this, of course, and uh, Joe, I liked about this in comparison to the other one in Action 1000. I felt like the Action 1000 one was like, here's kind of what Superman's going to be like. And this one is more like, here's what Action Comics is going to be like, because this yeah. is the Daily Planet stuff. So I like the con- I like that he specifically picked the different element to showcase yep. here. You know, regardless of what you feel about the story is and how the dialogue is and so on, I think you can appreciate that he's, he's picked a different element of he's Superman's world. That's, that's what he did with X-Men. Uncanny was was Scott Summers' team, and then All New was the, the Time to Space team. So yeah. while they're both X-Men books, each of them had their own point of view. And if, you know, this is a taste of what we're getting, then awesome. Now, of course, everyone's waiting with bated breath to hear how much Connor hated it, but uh, more on that in a, in a second. Uh, I think what I will say positively uh, before anything else is that I think Bendis was born to write Perry White. I think Perry's... I, I said this to Matt the other day, but I, I could almost hear Lane Smith from Lawson Clark just saying the dialogue. Well, so I woke up and this was the first thing I read, but I skipped past... Of course you did. The story. Yeah, it's <laughs> on Superman. It's like, you know, so... And as I'm sitting there in the morning eating my, my oatmeal, I'm just going, no, I, he needs to say Great Ghost of Elvis. Like, that's that's all great, I need. Great Shades of Elvis, I believe. Great Shades of Elvis, that's yeah. right. It's Great Ghost of Caesar in, yeah. in the Silver Age. So, uh, but yeah, just him. It was perfect. The voices. Because there's a moment where, because Clark comes back at Daily Planet, he's like, oh, I was researching this, and he says like a bunch of things about extortion and whatnot, and Perry just leans in and goes, oh, those, all those words sound really sexy, Clark. Yeah, give it to me. Come on. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been the newspaper man, and that that was like, and he, he, he's just, he's just, he's, he's, he's given like a, a speech almost for like three pages, just Perry talking to the newsroom, talking to Clark uh about everything and it just all that was was flowing really well it feels throwback but also modern in that weird Mm. way because the newspaper industry isn't the same as it was but deep down in its dna it still is so like well i like that because there's a new character uh good who uh, actually says it's like he comes to work every day from 1945 that was was a fun little joke is like yeah he's, he's old school yeah so so i like that because there's always a thing of of Clark and Lois working at the Daily Planet to where it's like, well, newspapers really aren't a thing anymore, but Metropolis is one of the top, you know, 
cities in America, it would still have a major newspaper. So I like that they they go, you know, we're like the last bastion of free press. That was kind of Perry's thing. So, and he even name drops the Gotham Gazette, which, you know, it just sets, it sets a tone in a connected world. Yeah, and then the the new person, Good, comes from Star City. Yeah. One of of their papers. So, yeah, they're setting up the the mythology of all the newspaper offices in the DCU. It's kind of what I've always wanted, but with sports teams. Like, I always wanted DC to make, like, hats based off of the different, like, a Gotham Knights hat or Mm. Metropolis Meteors. You know, and it because it makes it feel like an actual city, because you know Marvel always had the they were all in New York or they were all in in you know basically real this world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Versus DC, which they were always you know these representations of you know you know uh, Central's kind of that Midwesty Chicago or or Minneapolis St. Paul with the Twin City thing, and Metropolis is a version of of New York or or Boston and whatnot. So. I, I do like when they flesh it out like this. Yeah, Gotham's more Chicago and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got all those I, I always like the one where um, Metropolis and Gotham are both New York, but one's in day, one's in night. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've often sometimes seen Metropolis as kind of Washington DC-ish as well at times, depending yeah. on how they how they yeah, show the, up. The kind of bright, shiny city. That's why I said kind yeah. of like like Boston, New York, and because because. Because sometimes I do feel like Gotham is very New York as well. Like, I, especially if you're thinking of like, the 80s grimy New York. I'm like, okay, this is very Gotham-y. Yeah. I, I feel like it's more like Brooklyn and, and the Bronx. And yeah. Like, mm. You know, versus versus Metropolis, which is, you know, uh, Manhattan with the big skyline. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, right. So, obviously, I want to tackle the lowest stuff here, right? And... I want to do this because I know Connor's about to jump in and say a bunch of things, and I know Matt is terrified and worried and sweating. I'm, not, I'm, not jumping in. I'm very restrained, thank you very much. Okay, yeah, but very quiet so yeah, far, actually. Forehead, the vein in your forehead's popping out. Yeah. Like, I don't have a vein in my forehead. I feel like he keeps looking it's down. He's popped. He's looking at his issue, just looking for, okay, here's what I'm going to complain about. Here's all the things no, I'm going to bring just, up. And... I'm just trying to. Uh, you're, you're saying all these things, and I'm like rereading it, going, I just, I just don't see it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean. To me, there's just this is a very uh, there's a lot of no like it's just it's a lot of dialogue, and to me it doesn't flow. I I don't I don't read it that I think it's it reads that well for me, and that's that is my core problem with Bendis. It's not his ideas. It's not any of that. It's just I don't think it flows when I read it. I feel if you have a problem with the dialogue, you have a problem with Bendis because I feel like this is very Bendis. Bendis. To be fair, yeah. To be fair, he's been very upfront about this. Yeah, exactly. So why why hide it right now? Be like it's not because I don't like Bendis. Well, the dialogue's very Bendis. Like, I don't like ideas or anything like that. It's not it's not a, right. a concept thing. It's just his his writing style doesn't agree with me, for whatever reason. I don't agree with you very much either. To be fair, uh, <laughs> now I like his writing style. But on the lowest stuff, I I do feel there's a lot of reacting going on to the lowest stuff in here. And here's my thing: I, I feel like comic fans, you know. To generalize a little bit as a group, there's always an element of comic fans who overreact to things. Like you, you see it all the time where a solicit comes out for an issue one of an arc, and it'll tease like, "Oh, someone, something bad's going to happen to someone or something," and everyone starts losing their shit because, "Oh no, we're losing this." And my thing is always, "Well, no, let the story play out." And to me, because here he's teasing that Lois isn't there anymore. There's references to Lois not working at the planet anymore. And he asks Clark, "Hey, what went down there?" And Clark's like, "No, there's nothing to tell Perry." And he's like, "You know, he's." He's trying to get an answer out of him. 
to me, this is Ben just teasing, like, okay, you're, wor- you're wondering where Lois is. I want you to wonder where Lois is. I want you to be worried about Lois because I'm going to do a story about this. This is going to come up in the, in the run. Maybe it'll be in Man of Steel. Maybe it won't get resolved till the end of the first arc of Superman or Action. But to me, this is... Him Him teasing this is the reason not to worry about it because he's playing no, with and it. I'm not worried in, in as much I have a sense of dread because okay. <laughs> we, we don't know. I know that seems like it's the same thing, I trust Ben is going to pull it off. Like, I understand everything you're saying about yeah. he's setting the table. I understand all that. But I am I have a sense of dread of what he is he's setting the table for because mm. we don't know anything about John. We don't know anything about Lois. Like, everything's been focused on the Man of Steel mini and then we end this new villain. We know Supergirl's involved somehow, right? Yep. But we haven't seen really any of the other supporting cast. So that makes me feel like with this whole fresh start stuff, like he kind of just has a blank slate to do whatever, and that's what gives me the dread. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are worrying about that. And don't get me wrong, Ben, this is, you know, retcon things at Marvel here or there, and you know, that, that's why people are concerned. I just, I feel like everyone is jumping to conclusions when really everything he's doing to me says, hey, because he's, he's, te- he's joking about it on Twitter. Like, you know, there was that thing where uh, Super Sun's on the cover, like, like two issues ago, it said, oh, Super Sun's going to die. And he joked that, oh, every line of dialogue in Man of Steel is that line. <laughs> like, he's playing with it. He knows that people are concerned. So, he's such a troll. I, I, I feel like if he was actually going to just erase the marriage and take away John, it wouldn't be playing this way. I, I, just, I don't I, feel like I, it would be. I, I don't think he's doing that. Don't get me wrong. I don't yeah. think it's that extreme. But yeah, we keep talking about oh, it's a new status quo. I think there's going to be a focus shift, and we just oh, won't sure. see as much of them, and that's disappointing. Yeah. See, I, I'm not that f- mad about that. If that's if that's what he wants to do with his run, that's fine. As long as it's still intact and it's still there for yeah, other writers to come back to. And that's like doing a Batman book without Alfred. Like Lois is kind of. Superman's Alfred, that's his confidant. Oh, I, I don't think he's taking Lois away at all. I, I think she, if he's going to focus on the planet, I think Lois is going to be a big fixture of action comics. I, I, I'm willing to bet you money on that. I, I, I'm less concerned about Lois, I'm more concerned about John, because he's a you know he's a relatively new addition still. It's more, yeah. not that he's going to be gone, Like you don't, I don't think he's going to be erased from existence, just well, more that, we know that this doesn't have anything to do with him, so he just kind of sits on the sidelines and isn't really in the books. Because we know, well this is the thing, for me, like, Damien's not been a big deal in the main Batman books for a while, he's, he's been busy doing Super Sons and but, Teen Titans. Yeah, but he has a presence, whereas John's only presence right now is in Superman, sometimes in action, and then... Yeah, and, uh, but I mean, maybe that's like a, a opening a door for him to be more present in a couple of other things rather so, than Superman itself. So if I knew that Tomasi has a, you know, John book lined up, you know, I, I, think that's, I could rest the, easier. It's it's the same thing that, you know, you, Pete, you keep saying with, you know, Stephanie Brown after Detective Ends, I want her somewhere, I want her somewhere. Oh, absolutely, yes. But that's the thing with John. Like John's not going anywhere. Super Sons is coming to an end. If he's not in Superman, as we're feeling here, at least it feels like he's not in this run. In the and, same way that Damien's just... not in Batman, well, it's like okay, so where is he? Well, and that's the thing, like, though. I just, I just, I just said though. Tomasi's hinted that he's not done with the kids. He's still got something planned with them. So we know there's something coming. Uh, yeah, but you know what and when is the question. I'm not so much of that. My my other thing was the context clues. The way that Perry was talking to Clark. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like he was talking about Lois as his wife. But it as a didn't to me. Uh, so yeah, that, this, is, this is where we somewhat disagree, because I actually read it as the reason why he's asking Clark what happened is because he would know because he's her husband. 
Right. See, it, it sounded more of a professional disagreement to me. More like, okay, mm. what happened between you like, on that last story? Yeah, what what what, what happened? Where's she gone? And, here's, and here's here's the genius of Bendis that you can read it both ways, and they're both correct for right now because <laughs> we have no other. Which context. is which is just there to drive Matt mad because he doesn't know which one it is. <laughs> yeah. So Schrodinger's Lois. Yeah, and so there's also that. That's quite good. <laughs> Schrodinger's reporter. Um, there, there's also that line where, where Perry also makes it sound like Lois may not be working for the planet anymore. Well, if I, if like, I said she's gone just now. Yeah, well, yeah, but like the way that he says it, there's a finality to it. It's not like, oh, she's taking a break. You know, like, do you want to talk about it? It's we've kept her out of political prisons and kept her out of trouble, you know. What is she going to do now? It, no, it, it sounds like she's made her own choice because he says that she's left to go and do her own thing. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the lines. She's, she's, what was the exact line? It was like, uh, she's off to do her own big something. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it kind of gets cut off. Like the Clark's like thought bubbles kind of overlap it and you'll get to see what, it, what he says. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, again, I'm not worried. She'll be back. And I, I think she'll be back fairly quickly in Bendis' run, if not by the end of Man of Steel, because... Well, she's on the covers of Man of Steel, so we'll know for sure. But, Whatever. Yeah, to, to me, this is just setting up because he's going to pay it off probably, probably relatively quickly. You're probably right, but there's that, what if you're wrong, and then... I mean, I could be. Like, it, oh, here's, no. And here's the thing, well, even if I'm say... wrong, I'm still not going to feel like I was wrong to not be jumping to the conclusion right now. Yeah, but... Uh, I, I have a different connection to Lois and, and Superman, so it's a little... Feels a little bit more raw to me, where I'm just like, I, I lived through the New Fifty Two, where they broke them up for no other reason besides DDO One. Oh sure, uh, I just I you feel know? like, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but you're really taking the bait, I guess, is what I'm trying. Yeah, to say. I get, yeah. you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I get worked all the time, you know, like which I was is, certain is, things were happening at WrestleMania that didn't happen, you know, so. Which is, I mean, it was just fine because it means you're you're into the story yeah, a lot, but uh, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I feel like because he's teasing it is the reason it's not. You don't have to worry because he's not. He's not teasing it just for the sake of. Oh yeah, it is exactly what you're worried about, and there's no payoff to it. Right. To me, teasing it means there's confidence because he knows he's going to give you what you really want eventually. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Matt, you 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 did say to me that you thought it was well written and you enjoyed reading it despite yeah. your worries of over Lois. So that's yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Of course, like I'm excited anytime a, a new writer that's never written Superman. I'm, you know, I'm keen to see what they do. Yeah. It's bit me quite a few times, but then again, it also gave us Yang on Superman, uh, which led to new Superman. So, like... And we should know. mention uh, this Miss Good, who is is a new hire at the planet, but at the end it seems that she's got some uh, agenda we'll of her own to try and take over yeah. the, the company. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but uh, it's fine. She's, I mean, we don't get a lot of her to really tell anything from her. It does no. seem like she's going to be like sticking her nose where it doesn't belong, though, because she almost like walks in and Clark flying off the roof at the end. So yeah, she's going to be sticking her nose maybe in places. So yeah, be interesting. Uh, which... I, I like the art. Oh yeah, that was great. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I've, I can say that as a you know a real positive. <laughs> the, the page of you know Clark flying off the roof. Yeah, and, you know that transition is fantastic. Also, him down in Costa Rica, settling that, and then Clark yeah. was supposed to be down there covering it. I liked all that stuff. That was that felt yeah. classic Superman. Yeah, all, all all the newspaper room stuff uh, was 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 great. I, I thought um, so. So that's that's so yeah. Man of Steel starts in week five this month, so we got four weeks, and then we'll be deep into the 
the proper Superman stuff from Bendis. Uh, and you can hear um, our thoughts. You can hear Connor be uh, meh on it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, also the, the artist, Garcia Lopez, he's one of the all-time greats. Like, oh, yeah, he's retired. He came out of retirement to do this. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and a lot of people don't know, though, that he... A lot of the merchandise you see with DC characters on it come from his designs. So he did the style guide at DC through the 60s, 70s, 80s. So, you know, spit curl Superman, you know, when, when you picture him. It's usually what you're picturing. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, right. Speaking of nice uh, art... Oh, oh, sorry. I, just, I, I don't know if I'm going to bother with Man of Steel. Like, may, maybe the first one, but... I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just at a point where... I don't know, I'm... I'm, I'm We've had an issue's worth of Bendis' stuff now, I, and my hope before was that, you know, maybe coming over, be you know, I've had some time divorced from his stuff before, and, you know, maybe, okay, now it's on Superman, I'll care a bit more, I'll enjoy it, I, it'll, it'll fit just, a bit more naturally to me, and it's just... I want it for the audio listeners. Like you heard the thing slamming the desk as soon as Connor said that he wasn't maybe going to read Man of Steel, but Matt's hands both went over his face as he tried to contain himself. I just want to paint that picture for, for those listening <sighs> to this. Uh, that wasn't me. That wasn't me overdoing it. That was a real reaction that I just had to restrain myself from yelling. <laughs> I don't believe that. I, I think the thing is because I can't say it's objectively this is bad. It's just I don't enjoy reading his style, and I, I don't know how much I have to offer on that. You know, I can't just say that every issue. So that was you know I, I don't enjoy it. It's not that oh this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. It's just it doesn't work for me. Don't worry, Matt. Whilst we're reading Man of Steel, he can be reading more issues of Red Hood, and everything everyone can be happy. All right. I feel sure. like you've had more issues of Scott Liddell's Red Hood than you have anything Bendis. <sighs> All right, for the fourth yeah. time, I'm going to try and move on to the third story and get us off this before before Max has steam coming out of his ears and Connor's, I don't know, burning from the sun. I, I, I don't know what's happening. Anyway, next up, uh, in the same book, of course, uh, we have the No Justice Tease. Uh, Scott Snyder, James Tynion IV, Joshua Wilson, all involved in the writing, and Jorge Jimenez in the art. I'll tell you the first thing this this uh, tease does for me, it makes me very glad that Jimenez is on Justice League coming up, because it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, art's great. Yeah. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, the story itself, I thought, was the weakest of the three in the book. Not because it was bad per se, just because it didn't really tell a story. It was just here's the three teams. Well, well, that's it. This, four teams. The, the others are all four know, teams. Sorry, yeah, four. They, they are teases, right? This this is just a oh, in case you've not been keeping up with the news, these are the teams. Yeah. And, mm. they're, 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 and a very I, very thin narrative of them just being introduced. That's all this I is. I liked this. it. I mean, no, I liked everything that was on the pages. It just like as yeah. a story, that wasn't really a story. The only thing that was really exciting in terms of a story was the last two pages. Yeah, well, the rest of it, I do like seeing that team come together and you feel the dynamics of each team and mm. why they're, you know, on the team together. So uh, uh, See, I, I don't feel like I got that in this issue because you get, like, one one double-page spread with each of the teams, yeah. right? And then, it's, you know, I, I don't really see them working together. I'm not getting any interactions from them, really. I'm getting, you know, a couple of lines here or there. You're I just upset because had no dialogue. No, no, genuinely, like, when I'm reading this, I'm like, there's, I've got no handle on any of the teams yet. I'm like, okay, these are the characters on the teams, but I don't have any feeling for any of them yet. And I'm sure it'll be fine in the main book. Yeah, it's, it's just thin. It's also kind of a weird thing, because, like, with the other two, I can see them both being in the trades. Like, you know, at the start of Man of Steel, you'll get the, this, that Bender story. At the start mm-hmm. of the, the trade with the, the Joker stuff in it, you'll get that, that Joker story. 
I don't know where yeah. this fits in the trade for No Justice because it feels like it's in the middle of the story. So maybe it goes in the middle, but I, I, in the middle of the story, if you're reading the trade, are, are these like you know eight pages of introducing the teams like this just going to feel weird when you've been reading up until that point? So I, I, I don't I, know. I, here's the difference. The other two stories in this felt like, okay, here are some short stories. They're teases, whatever, but they are stories. This feels like an extended advert. Like this is just here's what you're getting. Here's the teams. Here, come and read this. It's Whereas very, it's not. There's no. There's no story to it. It's very pretty. But, but I, I I agree with all that. But I think that was the mission statement because there are people that don't keep up week to week with the news, and so if this is meant to be the free comic book day issue, this is that preview to get you to come back next week. You know, L- so, literally next week. Injustice. Literally next yeah. week in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, I'm okay with all of that. Like, I liked what oh, we yeah, saw. Those like, double page spreads. Connor sounds a bit, a bit more. Not, I don't want to say angry, but he sounds a bit more miffed at it than I do. I, I, I think it is the least of a story out of the three. Um, yeah, but it looks pretty, and you know, I, I'm, it, hyped it it. I just, I'm hyped I, for yeah, it. I'm hyped for it. I feel, like, I feel like I wasted my time reading it a little bit. I don't feel like I got anything out of it really, except the last two pages where it's like, okay, there's a tease for for yeah. anything. And, the rest, of it, I'm like, I, I didn't really need to read. I'm just kind of going, okay, and, there's a team, there's oh, a team. Right, on those last one. two pages, I like those a lot. I like that Green Arrow and Supergirl are kind of holding the fort, like they're protecting Earth while the rest of the teams mm-hmm. are off. And Supergirl's being the optimist. He said, no, no, the, like, the, the Lee's going to do it, Oliver. Don't worry. Like, the Lee's going to do this. First yeah. of all, because I feel like you've not seen them team up in Rebirth at all. You know? No. Not that, you, not, not that there's a lot of classic stories with Green Arrow and Supergirl teaming up that I can think of either. No. But um, mm-hmm. And then the big tease, of course, is these big celestial god-looking assholes are there and Supergirl's like tiny in the, in the panel and like these are yep. just hulking over the earth. So, yeah. you know. They're, they're, they're clearly celestials. Like, I got nothing of what either of you two just said because you said it at exactly the same time. Yeah. Good, Connor, you go first. I said, yeah, they've got a really cool design to them. Oh, yeah. 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 And I said they're clearly celestials. So from from Marvel, like, <laughs> well, we might as well. They're from beyond the source wall. So that's yeah. that's just what's over there. It's, oh, that's actually the the Marvel universe. It's just over yeah. there. So now the Justice League has to make sure they stay out because we don't want them invading our universe. Exactly. So, so keep it guarded. <laughs> is basically basically the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm hyped for no justice. So I mean it still worked in that yeah. sense. But I mean it was the one that was the the least an actual story because it was just you know pages mm-hmm. of here's the team. Here's this team. Here's that team. Uh, just, just a question. Just uh, this is not on the, those, the the book itself now. But I just I got to the you know, the advert at the end for mm-hmm. the, the the sneak peek of the new you know <laughs> uh, the the new age of DC heroes book. Oh yeah, challenge what? not challenge. Sorry, yeah, the unexpected. The unexpected. I'm like I don't remember hearing about this at all. Like no, the this is the one that they ruined Supergirl for. Oh, is that that one? Yep. Right, Those okay. are the characters that were that popped up in Supergirl. Yeah, but we knew about it before then. Right, right. Oh, I don't remember the, hearing about the title it. itself. Does, it doesn't rem- I don't remember it at all. Well, no, no, we, we, no. We knew about it. It's been been talked about on Twitter for months at this point. Like, like by the time they showed up in Supergirl, I was well aware that the unexpected was a book that was coming. See, I was not. Um, and so that's why, as soon as they said, "Oh, catch these characters in the unexpected," I immediately went, "Oh, that's cheap." Thanks, Orlando. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, uh, no. So we know. Yeah, but no. We didn't know it was a thing that was coming. It didn't just pop out of nowhere uh, in the last. It month. wasn't the original announcement, though, was it? Um, I think it either was, and it was kind of like remember how when Rebirth got announced and 
there was like at the end there was oh by the way there's also like Super Sons and like there was like a couple of in JLA but they weren't didn't have like you know creators attached to them and there were kind of like add-ons that weren't really in stone yet I think it may have been quite kind of like that yeah was... I'm just having a look, I'm just skimming the original announcement back when it was you know Dark mm. Matter and it was just at that point it was the Silencer Sideways Immortal Men Damage New Challenges mm-hmm. and yeah yeah that, that was it. But it's it's not been that recent. We've known about it for months at this point. Yeah, fair enough. I but, I, I just it, it it I've just seen this. I'm like, what the hell is this? I don't remember it at all. Because if nothing else, at least since like April, no, no, before April, it's, it's, April was just the one that ended. It's since like I want to say February, March. I've been seeing t- t- Twitter or like on Twitter, like you know Orlando tweeting about it and stuff. So it, it got announced somewhere before then. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at you know the next one. So the next update we got after that was Brimstone and the Terrifics. Still no no words of this. I'm just like, when did this pop up? Because I feel like I just missed it entirely. Wait, Terrifics was in the or- original announcement. Uh, fair enough. The, the ones I'm reading, for some reason, that wasn't showing up in the original. The yeah, that was definitely, cause it, immediately that was the one that was exciting. <laughs> I, rec- I recall that. Oh, fair enough. I'm just looking at the 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 the, the article. You know, the full details of DC's Dark Matter line originally. Anyway, why um, are we talking about this? Why does it matter? <laughs> just so, you know, because I, I got to the, that was the one this week, and I got to the end of it. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I just don't remember it at all. But you, we've had this conversation before that you didn't know what this was. Really? Yes, we've had this exact conversation. We're like, oh, I didn't know what the unexpected was, and now it's the thing. We we've had this conversation at least once before on this show. Fair enough. This clearly is just the the least memorable book ever. <laughs> Very possibly, given Orlando's track record, I'm not exactly looking forward to it. So, um, but yeah. So, for, so for the record, that is now the second time Connor's been like, "What the hell is this book?" So if he does it again, I want everyone to give him shit for it, right? Pay, pay yeah, attention. That's fair. Um. Anyway, uh, that that's no justice. Uh, or sorry, uh, DC Nation rather. <laughs> It's the No Justice Tease from DC Nation, which concludes the entirety <laughs> of DC Nation Issue Zero. So, shall we move on, Matt? Yes. You look very upset that we spent like five minutes on Unexpected. I'm actually, I, I, I am actually a little upset that we unexpectedly spent five minutes on the Unexpected. I'm just so mad that it ruined Supergirl. Yeah, That's I'm upset about that. that final issue. Yeah, it's upsetting. Uh, Book was great before that, but that final issue. God damn it. Um, Alright, let's move on to Batman number 46, Tom King and Tony S. Daniel uh, in this big part two of The Gift, uh, which turns out it's a three-part story because 47 is next and then 48 is when we mm-hmm. get back to the Joker stuff. So, yep. um, so basically this issue, Booster has this idea. He's been, he's been there for a little while. He's got a beard now. Yeah. A year, there you go. And it's the very first panel, one year later. Yeah. I'm not looking at it, to it's be fair. From, it's gone from bad to worse. Oh, like, yeah. If you can imagine it. You can almost imagine that from that Hawkeye series, from Fraction. Just a, okay, mm-hmm. this looks bad. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I imagine it's starting like that. But his plan is to try and like fix Bruce and sort of get him back on side, is that he's going to make sure that he interacts and has, as he puts it, a meet cute with uh, Catwoman. A meet cute, if you're unfamiliar with that term, is basically the scene in a movie, a romantic comedy, where the two characters, a love interest, will kind of stumble into each other and it'll be like an embarrassing little moment. It's called a meet cute. It's how they met. And he wants to do that for Selena and Bruce. So he breaks Selena out of Arkham and he's like, okay, great, I'll meet cute. Oh, do you know what? Actually, this plan's not going to work unless you're in leather. You need the outfit. So he sews yeah. together a makeshift Catwoman outfit for Selena to wear. 
And the whole issue, Bruce is is horrified because his father has a heart attack and he's worried that he's going to die. And he's like praying. We see that this Bruce is a religious man. He goes to church and he prays for his father. Please don't kill my father. Uh, give, 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 you know, get, make sure he's still with us. They get the good news at the hospital. Him and his mother are happy that you know uh, he's, he's still alive. And at the end of the issue, Bruce is like, "Oh, everything's all it can be, father. You're here, mother's here, Alfred's here. All is right in the world." And then Booster jumps in with Selena. And Selena turns out to be a rabid serial killer in this world and kills so, <laughs> Alfred. Yeah, the whole thing is all she says is meow. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no other. So she's clearly, you know, far far worse than than we can have imagined. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Catwoman in this world is not cat burglar. It's no serial killer who says meow. Yes, yeah. yes. And we end the book. Booster has somehow got both of his parents killed along with Alfred, and it also looks like Catwoman might be dead as well. Like, it's, they're all lying there. They're all yeah, because because uh, Punisher Batman Dick Grayson comes in and yep. shoots Catwoman, and, and, and she, then she takes off his fingertips. She does. Yep. She cuts off his fingertips. Martha gets shot. Martha. Who? There you go. <laughs> and uh, Bruce shoots uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's woof. I feel like the point here is okay. He goes. He's gone through this tragedy now, which is enough to inspire him to go. Well, right, and that right. was yeah. So Booster's whole plan was like, hey, oh, sure, yeah. I'll get him. I'll get him with Catwoman. That's all he needs because that's all you know. Batman. It's it's love. Love fixes everything. Oh yeah, dramatically for him motivated to want it to go back to the way it was, so it's not as bad as this. That makes sense. Yeah. But honestly, the ending of this issue for me, it felt almost like a really bit of black humor where. Yep. Like, Booster yeah. screws up so bad that he puts him through an even worse tragedy than he actually suffered yep. originally. Yeah, instead of just the parents, now it's the parents it's and everyone. Alfred. It's everyone. Well, when you look in that room, it's everyone that's actually super close with him. Yeah, Dick. From I Dick mean, even, even, even though Dick in this yeah. universe isn't close with him, it's still, it's you not. know... Yeah, I, I only say those because those are the ones that he cares about. He doesn't care about Selena here. He doesn't care about Dick. No. He, doesn't, he definitely no, but, doesn't care about Booster. Yeah, but, but thematically, though, here, like, just yeah. uh, as everyone who's closest to him and, and the real universe, as yep. it were. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, I just Booster referencing Ted was that bittersweet. Oh yeah. He's like, oh yeah, and Batman wasn't here to help them fight, so Ted died. Oh, and it like it sinks with him, and then he tries to put that face back on. You know, mm-hmm. he goes that Ted. He starts calling him this Ted, and not the actual Ted. So I yeah. thought that was a real nice poignant moment mm-hmm. in this otherwise silly dark comedy. It is a dark comedy, it really is. It's like ultra. Uh-huh. This is the worst possible alternate universe for Batman ever. They are in the darkest timeline. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, oh man, Bruce uh, should have a mustache. Or a goatee, <laughs> rather. Goatee, should have a goatee. Yeah. It's the darkest timeline. Yeah. yeah. But I love the stuff with, with Bruce in the church because you've never seen that side of him. And it, it kind of was reminiscent of I'll Become the Bat, but it was mm. a little bit different. So he was, he was giving it up to his religion instead of this quest for vengeance and his dad ends up being okay right which was the nice swerve you know yeah. just the doctor comes out like, maybe we should up. speak alone yeah yeah you which know, so. honestly just adds more to the dark humor of the ending where yeah. you know, everyone exactly. gets killed <laughs> yeah yeah well and i like too that, that thomas is like yeah this was all meant to be something else and i don't know where it went wrong it's almost as if they have to be sacrificed for gotham to even be close to you know, normal, and if you can consider yeah. anything, you're not normal. Well, yeah, because uh, uh, Thomas at one point even says how 
Gotham's supposed to be a paradise, but it's like going yeah. to shit. And you know, the Arkham's falling, Gotham's falling. Yeah. He's he's ashamed of what the city's like, and, and so he has us, but us Wayne's we don't fall, which is always the, you know, the line that sticks from Batman Begins when we fall, mm. and we pick ourselves back up. That's in direct opposition. So I, I liked all that. I liked the thematic in here. I just some of the writing here was just like I didn't enjoy it as much as the last one. But the content, I think, was stronger. It's weird. Like, it's one of those... The way that it was assembled, I wasn't a big fan of, but I liked what was there. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I, I did have a super... I, I kind of like Booster being a little unhinged. He's got the beard, and he's been he's been trapped in this awful alternate timeline for, like, yep. a year now, and he's, like, you know, really getting desperate uh, talking to Catwoman. Uh, so, you know. Uh, and also, just Booster's reaction when Catwoman just starts slicing throats. He's like... Oh no! This isn't what's supposed well, to happen. It's Job interested. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah, it's basically that. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. He is. He's the Job of the DCU. Why have I never seen this before? That's why, and that's why I love Booster. Now he's got to find who Buster is. We got to find a Buster, and then oh, uh, Buster's. I don't know who is Buster. In, in the, All the I know is this is making me want to rewatch. Arrested Development again. I need to rewatch well, they just, uh, just this weekend yeah. on Netflix, um, yeah, yeah. they put out the recut season four. So instead Which of being think... the you know the the individual episode thing yeah. that it was, right. they put it out as just okay. No, here it is as just twenty two traditional styled episodes. Yeah, I may have to watch that actually. I never finished the original yeah. season four. Yeah, it was kind of rough, but I can see them if it's more Arrested Development than that was. You mm-hmm. know, with the twenty two episodes, then it can be fine. But yeah, it's. Man, it is. He is the job, and I think that's why I love Booster so much. He, he really. Is. He means well. He does mean well, but he just he can't get out of his own way. Yeah, who's the George Michael? Is that Tim Drake? Tim Drake's the George Michael. Basically. <laughs> uh, does that make Stephanie Brown maybe? Uh, she's got a sarky attitude, so yeah, sure. <laughs> why not? Who's, who's uh. What was his, his girlfriend's name? Her. Oh, that's, that's funny you can't remember, actually. Yeah, her? Yeah. Her. Yeah. 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 Uh, Anne was the, was the girlfriend. Anne, that's right. Yeah. Um, anyways, this is not a Rest of the podcast. Well, it's not, but still, it's a good show. You should go check out Rest of the if you've not seen it. Um, so, uh, where were we? Yeah, Batman. Batman was good. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun yeah. trip down our nightmare timeline, and you know it's going to all be fixed at the end, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Tony Daniels uh, Batman Returns Catwoman suit mm-hmm. looked great. Yeah, like that pose where you first see her, it's it's unsettling but also cool at the same time. Like it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, I think that design inherently looks a little bit more psychotic because it's like stitched together and has this kind of like it's it's this really makeshift thing. Isn't yeah, it? It has that patchwork yeah. quality. Um, Although in this the universe, really Booster's Bust, the one who's <laughs> sewed yeah. it together. Yeah, that's why it's so bad. It's just because he can't sew, because yeah. Ted did it all for him. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so that's Batman, uh, and we shall move on then to Action Comics special number one. This is Dan Jurgens and Will Conrad on the main story. We'll talk about who's in the, the other backups uh, when we get there. Um, but this is like a, a, a finale to the Action Comics run by Dan Jurgens. And it's, it's kind of a standalone story. It's on its own. And it's a story about... I mean, did anyone else guess exactly who this was going to be? Because all, all issue is teasing us. So some mysterious villains figured out who Superman is and he's he's threatening Lois because of it. And... From, like, the very first appearance of him. Yeah. 
yeah. But, and, it's, 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 he's in the chair, yes. and you can see the color scheme, and I'm yeah. like, okay, I know who this is. And the it was either is, one person or another person. It, well, it wasn't likely to be the other. But here, here's the thing. When I say guess it, though, did you guess it was future Lex specifically? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you jump the old man chair, and then you see him as an old man with the mask yeah. in that yeah. bit. I was like, okay, I know what's going on here. Yeah, it's this old man Lex from the future, uh, and yeah. especially when, when when Clark assumes it's Lex, he goes to see present day Lex, and I said, like, "What are you talking about? I had nothing to do with anything." Uh, I'm like, "Yeah, it's because it's, it's future Lex. It's not this one." <laughs> I, my favorite line is, "You know that window? I need to know your insurance because I'm putting in a claim." <laughs> Just the cold, like. We used to be friends, but now I hate you. Do you think Lex just has a standing order on Windows for that room? Huh? He's probably just got a room full of like extras and spares. He just stocks them. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, I'm going to need your insurance information, if you have it, because you're an alien. Like, yeah. oh, man. I also like the line where he goes, yeah, you know, the suit doesn't have your emblem on it. I, you know, for whatever yeah. reason. Like, I, I, I love that. I like that uh, when they realise there's someone who knows who they are, they, se- they send John to Kara. I was like, yeah, go, 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 go to Kara's because she'll protect you. We'll, we'll deal with this. Yep. Uh, I do have to criticise... I don't know if I'm criticising Superman himself or the art here, but when he's flying with a pizza... You oh, don't hold thank it. God. This was, I was about yeah. to bring this up. You don't hold, you don't hold it that way. You, 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 all, all the pizza's doing is sliding just, down. Sliding. All that cheese and toppings, they're just gone. Yeah. They're just yeah. down in the bottom corner. Hold it flat. <laughs> Oh, all we know is an extra cheese pizza. So, you know. Just, the cheese still slides when you're holding yeah. it vertically like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, also, Matt, but Superman think, right in this page is an idiot, right? I'm just I'm calling him out. That we see Flash carrying pizzas all the time. Mm. Flash carries True. them right at super speed. True. <laughs> it's 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 not that hard. Uh, dear. True. Um, so regardless, it's not though. not very aerodynamic, is it? Uh... This was an okay story. It wasn't. It wasn't like a, a, a knock, knock your socks I was, off. I was kind of disappointed in it because this was Jurgen's last like hurrah. Yeah. And I want it to be more. And I just, I still feel the the Lex resolution is not there. I don't buy the apocalypse. That's why he turned and went back to being business Lex and not superhero Lex. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like this Lex. Don't get me wrong. I like everything in yeah. this. Yeah. I actually like. I like the characterization. I like. I like his dialogue. His voice is alright, but the reason for him being this again, I just, they rushed it entirely well, too fast. Which, to be fair, it's not on Jerkins, that's on, on the main Superman book. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. You know, but, yeah, it's the old luck stuff. It, it wasn't, I don't think, particularly well done. So, yeah, that's whatever. I did like his new suit, though. Like, that was pretty cool. It was very reminiscent of his sister in Superwoman. Are you talking about the old luck suit? Or the old man yeah, Lex? Yeah, the, big, the big bulky yeah. one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so. that's uh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and obviously, present day Lex has got his sleeker model. Um, yeah, not rocking purple and green actually has to be said. He's, he's got no, a it's still the but... Superman version, but the logo on yeah. the front is the purple. I think, and I think it's only a matter of time. Yeah, I've got your back yeah. in purple and green. Uh, well, we saw the we saw the Lex Luthor guys in uh, Costa Rica, right in mm-hmm. in the Bendis story, and they were in the purple and green. So, you know, they're, those are they're out there. You have to think. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's someone else I'm looking forward to Bendis writing, actually, is Lex. Yep. But, uh, I, so that story was fine. I, I like the art. The art looked great. Well, Conrad, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it, it, it's serviceable. Like, I didn't have too many issues there. His old Lex looked properly, like, looked like Dr. Savannah. Like, just old and decrepit. 
So uh, I'll actually be which... honest. In, in, in the full page where you see him properly in the suit when he's like been revealed, I actually thought yeah. the tubes coming from his nostrils was like a, a really thin mustache at first. Okay. Really? Understandable. Well, well, I didn't, well I'll, I'll rephrase that. It's not that I thought that's what it was, but I thought it looked like that when I first turned it. If that makes sense. Uh, like I, okay. I, I never thought he actually had a long mustache, because why would they give Lex right. this long mustache? But it just when I turned the page, it just yeah. looked like a long, thin mustache to me. Uh, but it's, it's more of a... I guess that's just because you can't actually see the bit going into the yeah. nose. You just see it coming from at that, at that scale. I, I liked what Superman tells him where he goes, you know, you, you crack time travel... And the first thing your petty mind goes to is revenge. Some things never change, Lex. You know? Mm-hmm. So I just, I like that. that he, he pities him for all of that. Like, you have all this potential, but still you can't get above me existing. So, and then I even like the stuff with, with regular, with, with this era's Lex. Just like, who was that? You know, yeah, he's like, no, that guy was framing me. I demand to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah but Superman mm-hmm. doesn't tell him. Oh, yeah. I didn't that. Yeah. So, but no, it was fine. Like, it wasn't, you know, I just yeah, kind of wish Jurgens had a better bang to go out on. Yeah, it was, a, it was a solid like, Superman story. It just wasn't a finale. It wasn't like a, yeah. a big yeah. ending swan song. It was just kind of a simple story. But hey, It was a nice story, just it's oversold yeah. as a special. Yeah. Uh, and then the next story in here uh, is by uh, Mark Russell and Jill Thompson on the art. It's called uh, Suprema S. Lex. Is the title of it? I so love this story. So good. Um, I liked it quite a bit. I had uh, one or two critiques. Most uh, of my critiques come from the art and some of the story-wise. Some of the stuff they did with Lex doesn't gel with my version of Lex's on the come up. Yeah, okay, so, that's that's fair. Um, but, but that's neither here nor there. So I, yeah. for me, for me, it was when it got to the the roasting uh, stuff and Lois is doing our our speech. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. For some reason, I thought that was really clunkily written and really on the nose and really. Yeah, I so I felt like with the roast, you either have it or you don't. And I felt like mm. Lois, who's this great writer, she's not a great joke writer. You yeah, know? yeah. So Cause... I felt like it was meant to be clunky because I don't know if you've ever watched some of these dinners. They are not the best. Like because it was no, the point not. where she they're said. She, yeah. she literally just says outright, because she's talking about the president, and I, I don't know if they're actually joking that this is actually representing Trump or whatever, but... They, no, 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 it's definitely supposed to be Obama, because I'll, I'll give you the take when, when you... Okay, uh, but no, it's, it's one point she says, oh, didn't you hear about the drone snakes in Somalia? This guy has killed more kids in the Hunger Games. Like, at that point, I'm like, yeah, that's not, like, you're actually bringing up when children die. That's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter how yeah. you phrase that, it's not funny. No. But that's very realistic for the for these events. Yep. Uh, maybe I've just not watched enough of these roasts because so, uh, I can't tell you it's put together by this uh, press association and it's it's a time for the press and the government to play nice with each other and they mm. can zing each other just like any other roast so at the end the president can come up there and he gets to zing everybody and years ago uh, Trump was invited and Obama just gave it to him and and Obama was one of the types that he was pretty good at delivering these jokes. Mm. And they say that that dinner is when Trump decided to run for president and then I'll show them. Ah, okay. All right. right? Um, so look at this and Lex just gets raked over the coals by Clark. Because all and- the stuff that happens, like the page after is hard 
terrible jokes when she's giving Clark advice about it, and she's explaining why it's important to roast them and why you should be cracking some severe jokes. I can't uh, believe this came out this week of yes, the whole thing. Me too, Connor. Yeah. That's why. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. why. That's that's a, I mean that's a complete coincidence. It's not like it's not like the new. Um, this was no, written before that happened. Like, because <laughs> this happens every year, so you can make these jokes and it, it, it holds up, right? Yeah. But you do it this year, this week of all times, and it's just yeah. so perfect. So, and, and Trump hasn't showed up to any because he has such thin skin. He can't handle people making fun of him, Yeah, you know, because he can dish it, but he can't take it. And so the line where they're like, well, only a, a psychopath can't take jokes and then deliver them back out. And that's, you know, the whole point of this dinner is to prove that our leaders can take criticism because yeah, like, that's it. You know, Lois says, "Do you know why that you know the people with power? You know, we expect the people with power to laugh at themselves. It's just just to prove that they can, to prove that they're people, essentially." Almost to a word, one of the podcasts I listened to had made that point that this week, early in the week on the Tuesday show, they had made the same exact point that only a psychopath can't laugh at themselves. Yeah, and so the fact though that I also like, there's a little bit of. You don't. You see all the rest of the Justice League laughing, but you don't see Batman, right? You see him in the shadows, and, up in the. He's, he's in the yeah. rafters, looking down. Yeah, and but he's I, not actually laughing. He's just stood there. But I feel like there. I feel like Batman. I don't feel Batman's a psychopath. I feel like he was silently laughing. Oh right? yeah, Batman doesn't laugh. Batman smirks when you make a good one. <laughs> yeah. Not me. But you see Lex get up and leave, and and then you get the moment at the end. Yeah. yeah, obviously the stuff with Lex at the end because it's making that point that he's got thin skin and that's what convinces him to run for president. I like that stuff. I, I just wish the actual jokes, because at one point like Clark's like roasting the Justice League and he's like saying, oh, I can, I'll go talk to a fish yeah. and stuff. I just, I couldn't help but feel that that could have been funnier. Like, and I, I think that's the point though, because they are always but... these really awkward, awful jokes that because the people who do these aren't necessarily comedians. They're, yeah. you know, so they come up and they make these things and it's like, so that's why it's the spirit the of the joke rather than the joke itself. That... Yeah, so when they get the hosts that are, like when Colbert did it for, for Bush, like his joke stood out because the rest of the people just aren't that great, you know? So, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed this. Like, the art was kind of spotty, but the content I felt like, and I was going to skip it because I was running short on time. I was running up against recording because I had a busy week. Well, and, and luckily, luckily you'd already read the next story, so you could skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I skimmed the Matterport art. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, of course the art's all weird because the, the you know we get a little bit of oh here's all the things of Superman stopping yep. Lex. That Superman looks fantastic. Yes, it's the Clark Kent that looks a bit funny. Clark Kent, yeah, yeah some, some of the flashback stuff. It, like the stuff in there that I like when he's making fun of Lex and they've got like footage of him eating a moon pie, eating a victory moon pie. I was like, okay, that's kind of yeah. funny. Um, and you know, Lex has got the thin skin and all that. I I, I was just a bit more mixed on it because I, I didn't necessarily think it uh, it flowed quite as maybe as well uh, as, yeah. as I was going through it. Um, and like you say, the art was a little bit spotty. So I, I like the ideas that are in there. I just don't know if I necessarily love the execution in the, in this yeah. case. But, I, I do wonder if you know it, on some level is, is this set up that maybe maybe we will get President Lex again at some point. Interesting. Oh and, and Ben, this is story in no, uh, DC or no DC Nation, that one. Yeah. The, uh, the new character referenced that Clark had written an expose on President Luther. Now, I don't know if that was just referring to the past when he was president, as if that's still continuity, or okay. if it was maybe hinting in that as well that we're going to get President Luther again. But uh, I don't know. 
But interesting that interesting that both the two books this week have mentioned uh, Luther being president in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, but, but hey, uh, so that, that, that was not bad. Obviously, I think Matt uh, and you, you both both liked it a bit more than I did. But I, I appreciate the mm-hmm. ideas. Uh, I, I like the points it was making, if nothing else. So yeah. Um, and then the final story, because I, I swore this was a Max Landis story that had been removed from a previous book. That's what I thought it was before I got to it. That's what they told us, I'm sure. And then I got to it, and I was like, wait, this chair thing sounds familiar. I'm like, maybe it's not the same thing, maybe it just sounds familiar. And then I got a few pages in, and I'm like, wait a minute. And I, I skipped ahead a few to see if it was, is this the one that ends with Superman flying Lois in the car yep. seat? It's, and I'm like, it's a Christmas story. I'm like, oh, this is from the Christmas special. What the hell? <laughs> we, did, we read this already. Yep. Yeah. What was the special that it got removed from? Because there was one, wasn't there? There was. Um, I don't think it was Superman specifically, was it? It was like an anthology book. And, unless, unless it was the the holiday special, and they just, I think someone just put this online and we read it. Yeah. Separately, I don't. No, think it, was it wasn't in the issue. No, what? No, 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 it was in an issue. It wasn't a separate thing. Then it must have been in an annual, and it got removed from the annual and put in the Christmas issue, because this was in the Christmas issue. Yeah, this was definitely in a book. It wasn't like something we read separately. Because okay. I, I remember uh, yeah. it being in like a mix of things. I got to there and I saw that it was Christmas and then I see her car wrecked and I go, oh yeah, I've seen this. Okay, I'm just going to look at the, the <laughs> yeah. art. Yeah, we, we talked yeah. about this already uh, in December yeah. probably. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, you can go check out our opinions of that. Uh, so, but, I mean, hey, you got an excuse to look at some Annapol art. Exactly. I mean, I'm not, never mad at that. It's weird because I, I was like, um, I, like you know, it's a five dollar book, but like you know, I mean, I got two stories already, so I can't really be that mad. But it's like, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this last no, okay. one's only what one, if like ten pages, maybe. Yeah. So. You know. So you know, it's it's it is like uh, the comicsology has it listed as like fifty seven pages. So it's fifty pages is where the story ends. So you got forty pages for five dollars. Yeah, it's just not bad. Yeah. Um, but I, and I really, I really enjoyed that second story, and the first one was pretty solid, so I'm okay. Yeah, I, I think it was a bad issue overall. I, I think the first one was a, a pretty decent, solid story. I think the second one had a lot of good ideas. Um, I wouldn't say I'm over the moon about the issue, but it was. I don't, I don't regret buying it or reading it. So, no. Have, have either of you ever had a moon pie? Uh, I can I don't believe I have. No. Okay. I mean, it's just basically graham cracker, marshmallow, covered in chocolate. They're they're pretty decent. I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not sure I actually know what one is. Yeah. They're, they're big down south here. Uh, they pair them with RC Cola, which I don't know if you guys have ever had. But that was like a, a thing back years and years ago. Hmm. Having RC Cola and a moon pie. I did like that they got likes for littering. Yeah. Why did you can't do that? Yeah. Well, that, that, that was fun. All right, so I think we'll move on then. We'll move on to Green Lantern's number 46, Tim Seeley writing V. Kenneth Marion on the art. And this is the continuation of uh, Jessica being trapped inside her, her black hole inside the power ring, reliving the the, the Hunter incident where they, they, they caught someone dumping a body and then they get killed. And Simon's now in there trying to get to her and fighting off various iterations of people who have, you know, uh, weld the power ring. So, um, yes, yeah, so, and obviously you've got the Justice League and you've got Constantine outside trying to contact them and figure out what's going on. Um, Superman's ready to go in. He's like, that's been too long. I'm ready to go in. And Constantine's like, no, you'll be obliterated into smithereens. Don't do it. Yep. <laughs> as much as much as seeing you be humiliated would, would amuse me. Just stand down. <laughs> yeah. Your judgmental self yeah. being humiliated. Yeah. So, 
yeah, so it was, it was basically what you, what you think it would be. Um, uh, inside the, the ring, there's a Earth 3 version of Baz who appears to fight Baz. Yeah, so when on the cover it said Solomon Baz, I was like, yo, did they just mess this up? <laughs> That's a mistake. Simon. And then yeah, they I, get there, I, I called like, that as well. Yeah, and I was like, no, his name's Simon. Then I started questioning myself going, well, maybe, is Simon short for Solomon? Like, is that a weird... And then, no, it got uh, handled. And I like the differences between Solomon and Simon. Yeah, where Solomon you know? actually was trying to bomb something. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was the getaway driver, and yeah. it was just he was supposed to, and then he chickened out. So, you know... Uh, so they're similar but different, and he got punished for kind of being a hero, you know, with this ring. And because on Earth three, that's not how that works. Yeah, so I thought that was cool. Yeah, um, and then you actually get to see the, the deaths of all of Jessica's friends. You you see it all happen um, after. And why I, I kind of like that we've been seeing hints of the actual moment where we see the, the you know they see the people in the distance burying the body. We've been seeing you know those shadowy figures like so in this issue. Like we we get them seeing like a hint of it, but you don't actually get to see like the full scene of them playing out where they're watching the whole thing happen. Yeah, it just cuts ahead to when they're back and they're talking about who try to get away quickly. And Jessica is actually going to be a hero. She's like, no, well, I didn't get a good look at their faces though. If I go back, maybe I can get a glimpse of them and we can actually turn them in. We can we can get a good look at them and then maybe help catch them. She actually wants to be kind of brave and go and try and yep. get some justice for whoever's they've killed. And um, unfortunately, before it goes anywhere, uh, that's when they start some, getting shot. Some at. gunshots start yeah. appearing. Uh, and mm-hmm. her friends just start dropping like flies, uh, and she's left there. But we, yeah, we, uh, run, Jess, run. There's a run, Jess, run, which I, I always. <sighs> anytime we can get a, a run, Barry, run uh, play onwards, I'm, I'm all for it. And yeah. we end the issue with her. She's kind of becoming the power ring version of herself uh, because she's sort of cheap, da- you know, d- dark deep down in her own psyche. And Baz is kind of realizing, you know, what this is like and how she's like sort of trapped all these memories in here. And it's kind of like how. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know Volthoom and the power ring and all that stuff and now she's kind of the soul that's attached to it and it's kind of feeding off of her so clearly this is kind of what this this arc's building up to is maybe like you know finally removing that and she can be free of all that stuff yep Um, I I, I like too that this arc has seeded her anxiety from the time she was a kid mm -hmm. and her her girlfriend uh, I forget her name but it's the red headed girl she was the one that would talk her down so you yeah. kind of see that after this, she loses all of her friends and she has nobody to help pick her back up. Yeah. And then, so now you have Simon and now Simon's that person that can help pick her up. So I like, I like just all the symbolism at play here. Yeah, no, it's, it, it's all good characterization for her. And I, I think it's nice to finally be getting the, the spotlight on there. Cause obviously for so long we've heard about this incident and her being, you know, yeah. you know, shut in for years. So it's nice to finally get this. And it makes sense that the, the person who was there to sort of pick her up when she did fall down, she was one of the ones who died. So she, she was yeah. just left without that, you know, on top of the, exactly. uh, on top of the turmoil of the experience itself, the person who's usually there to like sort of proper back up is gone. So yeah. she yeah. just, yeah. Oh man. And then the whole thing that they can't, like, if she sees their face, she becomes basically, you know, that new void, you know, that, that keeps the, the whole realm of Volthoom around mm-hmm. so that we can't let her do that. So now there's this tragedy at play where she can never know the faces that killed her friends, you know. Yeah, she has to kind of accept that she doesn't need to know, essentially. Yeah. I doubt that's the way they're going to go. I feel like Simon's going to find out, right? There's some machination 
and then he'll help her get through it. That, that's where I hope it goes. Yeah, if, yeah, if, if Simon sees them, can they report that and you know catch them and get the get justice? Okay. And she never has to see them to, right. to have that happen. That kind of like a loophole of it. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, I, I just thought of how annoying Simon would probably be if he. Uh, like if if someone kept suggesting they should play Simon Says, I just for some reason that just popped out of my head there as you were talking. Okay. <laughs> Forty six issues, and now you decide to have that. I, I just I'm just I'm just imagining like someone saying Simon Says in a sentence, and then realizing what they just said. I don't know. What do you want from me? I think of dumb puns. Look, it's happened. We can move on with our lives. It's fine. Uh, Green Lanterns is pretty solid. Is kind of the point we're getting at. Uh, yeah. And this uh, and art art was fine. It wasn't the standout art. Uh, Marion's yeah, no. uh, solid. It's, it's pretty but... much the just the the standard level I expect on this book. The style yeah. and quality. Yeah. Obviously, there's the occasional artist who goes a little bit, you know, a bit more ab- above and beyond. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Marion's solid. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, so that's Green Lanterns. Uh, that'll take us on to Nightwing Forty Four. This is a biggie actually, because this is a. Uh, uh, it's moved to single shipping, and this is the issue, of course, it's the start of Benjamin Percy's run, who, of course, we loved him in Green Arrow for nearly 40 issues, so yep. this is exciting. Uh, we get Christopher uh, Mooneyham on the art, and on the art, actually, the first thing I thought after a couple of pages of this was like, damn, this feels really 90s, and not in a bad way. I, I think the whole premise is super 90s. Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah. Like the whole, um, oh my god, this fear of technology, essentially. But, but this is the thing, even before it got to the plot, though, when it was just that first couple of pages of him walking through Bloodhaven, and he's like, he's talking about the city, and he's talking about himself, like, and the art, and the way his face is drawn, everything about it just felt 90s, and then you get to the plot, and it's like, all, you know, all that stuff as well. So. He, he feels a bit bigger, doesn't he? He's got, he he's got a, big, a big jaw going on, and he feels a bit broader than usual. I mean, he's not, because he, you know, he's, he's usually a bit quite athletic, right, because he's yeah. the acrobat, but he feels a bit broader yeah. than usual here. Yeah. And it, I think it's just the artist style. Everyone feels a bit broad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's also... I did not enjoy this art. No? Like, don't like the art? No, I'm not a fan. It's very reminiscent of me of JRJR. And yeah. I just... Those... that I just... It works in certain things, and in others it doesn't. Like, um, normally I would love that conversation between him and... Babs. Barbara? Mm. Yeah. And I like a lot of what they do... I, uh, like well, the layouts are, are fantastic. I will critique one thing though. I'll critique that page. We talk a lot about the nine panel grid. This was like a twenty panel yeah. grid. I'll critique that's yeah. too many. Yeah, it's sixteen. Yes, that's it's way too many. But I like the the callback not the callbacks, but the shot comparisons. So like they they all they pair not parallel each other, but they match each other. So when it does a, a close up of him, it's a close up of her. Oh yeah, it's, it's a you know? movie, movie making rules, uh, shot and reverse shot. Yeah. You always you always match yeah. the two people. So if you got a close up of one, you have a yeah. close up of the other, and so on. Yeah, it's just, just uh, it's kind of a clunky page though, because it's yeah. it, it, it's just so much. They don't they, move in that much. They're not yeah. that expressive. It, I, like I think the art's pretty good in action, and it's got a good mood to it. Yeah. But when it comes to the conversation like this, it kind of oh, just yeah. all the stuff it. on the train when the light goes out and Nightwing changes into his costume. I thought all oh, that looked great. Uh, I was into all that stuff. Um, I can yeah. see the comparison to GRJR. I prefer it to GRJR though. Um, it's definitely inspired by that style, that era, though. You de- yeah, so. you definitely get that feeling to it, and I think the faces are probably the weakest part. But I think the action is where it, it kind of shines. Like I say, that that stuff in the night, the subway, yeah, really, yeah, it suits yeah. up. I, uh, I think it's really got um, 
some some strong use of blacks and you know like really yeah. scratchy inks to to play up the, the yeah blue. I like that I, the coloring is probably my favorite part of it actually is uh, how the blue pops mm. on the black and all that stuff um, so no I, I love that Bab's going to be a supporting character in this uh, I like their conversation I did appreciate the joke that she says he's like an old man because he doesn't like technology and yep. he corrects oh I'm actually seven eight years old which is funny because Dick Grayson is actually seven eight years old if you track it back to when his first appearance was in Batman something or other I can't remember what issue it was four it was early on maybe in Detective Comics whatever issue it was but it was early it was like a year or two into Detective Batman. 34 I'm just throwing numbers out. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, that's seven after the first appearance. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so that was, that was a fun uh, joke. Um, and do you know what? I loved it. Dick actually called her out on her name being an old woman's name because Barbara yes. is an old woman's name. Is, yeah. So, you know, points. Points to Percy for hitting the, the key points that no one else seems to. Uh, yeah. So, digging all that. Well, what one of the you know one of my favorite touches in the art is actually yeah from it, it, I think it, I don't know if it counts as art or lettering when it's you know the the sound effects. Um, in... but doing his, <laughs> when he's doing his yeah. his workout in the in the the makeshift gym in the junkyard, mm-hmm. and he drops the you know the, the the tire weights and there's the big boom on the floor where he drops yeah. them. Mm. I thought that was a really nice touch. I feel like that'll probably be the art yeah. rather than the lettering. Yeah. 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 in there. That said, I know how much I know how heavy an axle and tires are, and like, that's like strongman competition stuff. It is. He's got uh, like three uh, huge tires on there. Let's let, let let's tone it down there, Dick. Like you're an acrobat. You need to be long and lean. Like you ain't you ain't Mark Henry out there lifting the Atlas axle. But it's fine because I assume with all the cyborg tech that we're getting into, he can just appear bulky. And inside, sure, yeah. he's still an actor. Yeah, so I thought that was, like, this is very reminiscent of Percy's first arc on Green Arrow, where mm. it was about the drones yeah. and, mm. and the flying people. Yeah, because like, th- this one, all on the fact that, of course, someone was exploding cell phones on the on the subway. Yeah. Uh, we have this tech, it's called Phantasm. Um, if there's no f- jokes related to the movie, I'll be disappointed, Percy, make sure they come. Um, but it's basically a hologram projection for like rooms so they can look better uh, and like fill out fantasy. Because when, when Dick gets a hold of one, because uh, he goes to, he gets a call or he hears about a, a crime scene, yeah. mate. And Svoboda's still here, so we've still got the, the support yeah. cast in some capacity. Oh my god. And Percy comparing her to, to Bullock. Bullock? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> There's that a guy named Harvey. Have you ever met Harvey Bullock? You ever heard of him? I think you yeah. guys would make great friends. That was yeah. pretty great. But he steals uh, this this phantasm tech, and when he turns it on in his place, it turns into Wayne Manor because it's like this nostalgia mode, and like Alfred's there to offer him some tea or whatever it is, and it's like, okay, all right, I can see what it's doing. Yeah. And we end, we end with this cliffhanger where the, the controller actually turns into like a little robot spider and like drills its way into him. So uh, we're getting ultra sci-fi next issue, I think. Like, like, it, it, you know that look where okay, the thing goes into him, and then his eyes all light mm-hmm. up. I was like, okay, this is nineties as shit. It's very nineties. Yeah. So his. His his cyborg dude that came to lift with him oh, definitely he's, involved. In yeah, right? definitely involved. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's clients this dude who's got like a cyborg guy and like a, a, a an arm. He's got a robotic arm. Robotic arm. Yeah, I, I, I do like the the comparison back to Percy's first arc on Green Arrow though, because that was a uh, you know the drones. It was more about um, establishing that this person will commit a crime, so we should just yeah. take them in now. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know before they do it. Whereas yeah. this is, you know, it's it's again that fear of technology and you know, the yeah. the evolution of it. But it's like, 
Although this is instead of okay, how's it making everyone really insular and as a society, how's it making everyone focus on their own thing and their own phone instead of communicating yeah. with people in a different way? Yeah. yeah. Well, I like how he goes to get the sandwich from that shop, and then the guy who's who shows him the technology, you know, it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay, no one's gonna eat the sandwich. Like, so that was a fun moment. Like, Percy's already establishing his comedic stuff too. Also, while he's pr- props his- to Dick for admitting that he works out the way he does so he can eat like a pig. I, I fully approve yep. of that that mentality. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> you know, his real hatred of technology, the fact that there's no phone booth for him to change anymore. Oh yeah, I love yeah. that complaint, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has to do, he has, the lights go off in the subways, okay, the lights are out, I can change. <laughs> I can just yeah, quickly change it anyway. Just but... tear away stripper pants. Tear away uh-huh. stripper pants, that's it. Um, yeah, it's really well written. I wish I liked the art more. Uh, the art really took me out though, so... But it's just a personal preference. I don't necessarily think it's bad art. It's just not for me. I think I was into so. it because it, it fit the, the 90s vibe the story was going for. And it should be consistent because it is monthly now. So, you know, we'll come back uh, next I, month. I like the tone and the, the, the action. I'm not a big fan of the faces. It's, it's you know, it is especially notable on that page with all of it. But mm-hmm. the lips are kind of a mess. Um, yeah. But it's there throughout. But even Svoboda at the end, like, huge lips all of a sudden. Yeah, they're very exaggerated. Um, yeah. I, I think the art does have a style, though, where it's very consistent with itself, if that makes sense. Where I don't like the lips necessarily, but it, it feels consistent and like it's, it always seems to be this ex- type of exaggerated. So, um, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm into the yeah. uh, the overall style of it. All the action looks great. Um, and I'm excited for what Percy's got planned for what will hopefully be a long run and not another... Oh, by the way, this is only one arc after... Half the arc's done. Yeah, well, yeah I like Percy a lot. Too much to be that. Yeah, yeah. so hopefully this is a nice long run. Uh, and it's funny because you compare it to JRJR, and interestingly, the variant cover is by JRJR, yep. and it's one yeah, of the it's one of the best things he's drawn in a while because it it's it's mostly That's in darkness, kind of so it kind of fits his style because it's hiding the the weaknesses almost. Uh, yeah, because the only bit of the face you can really see is the eye mask. Yeah. So it fits his style, and it's one of the, yeah. it's one of these new naked variants where there's very little uh, info think, on the yeah, cover. They call them virgin variants. Virgin variants, because mm-hmm. they're a lot of At the very nice. least, that's what I saw uh, Gerard's referring to it as. Yeah, yeah. it's it's gonna mess with my collection getting my Wonder Woman ones now, because yeah. the Wonder Woman variants are gonna. Uh, not have a they're logo. gonna look so nice when I, when you frame them. Yeah, but I'm not gonna frame them. They're gonna go into a pull box. Is it, is it, it's it's signed, why why would he frame the Robinson issues of Wonder Woman? The cover. Yeah. You frame the yeah, but he soul. knows what's inside it. It'll still hurt him. Yeah, like the, yeah, only, the, the only way the I'm getting going to want to read it again. No, but I'm also if I take it to Robinson, I'm, that's one thing I'm not going to have him sign. But if Jenny Frisian's at a con, I'm going to take him and get him signed. That's the only way they're going to get. You can take it out of the frame. <sighs> no, they're going into the pull box. Actually, they're going into a stack next to my dresser because I needed more pull boxes. Because that's how many... Uh, I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so I to get to the end of do I need these uh, physically? Like, I gotta yeah, overcome... I, I've just got them, like, stacked under my desk at the minute, and I'm just like, okay, how much longer till I'm running out of foot room? Yep. I've uh, got them stacked on here. Right here. Yeah, all right. I was me moving a tablet at the screen for anyone who's listening to this. Um, all right. Next? 
Yeah, Nate Wing was very good, though, just to wrap that up. Uh, I'm excited for the rest of the run. Uh, so, uh, on to Green Arrow number 40. That's the book that Percy used to write. This is the second part of the, the two-parter fill-in uh, from Ke- Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing uh, with Marcio Takara on the art. Uh, the, the, you know, nothing, uh, you know, the kids uh, controlling this yeah. country. and uh, This issue has the, the, the kid resistance to the, the, the evil kids and Oliver ends up working with them. I'll say this this issue is better. It's, it's better than good, the last one, it's yeah. Better. Like, you know, it opens with you know, Oliver's out cold, he's he's walking around the base and he hears them, he's like, Okay, I hear a voice, gets an arrow. Someone replies, Two arrows, and then someone oh third voice, three arrows, and he goes in with just like four arrows. Mm-hmm. And you've got them all inspired by the Justice League, these kids. Yeah, honestly my favourite part is when he was joking how he was comparing them like to each other. Oh, you because the main guy's like, Oh, this is I'm I'm this uh, in my language that means hope. And then Oliver goes, hey, it's not the first time I've heard that. Um, yeah. and that, was, that was a cute little thing. And then this other guy's like, he's like, oh, you must be the Batman. And the, the, the guy's like, oh, go away, leave me alone. Yep, you're definitely Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then there's a nice callback to that later when the kids attack Oliver. Because, um, you know, he, he's like, oh, I can't let you go through with all this. You know, mm. come on, we're not murdering a kid. Um, Batman, so to speak, is, you know, going, right, well, come on then, I'll take you out. And you know, Oliver just swats him aside. He's like, hey, if you're going to be Batman, don't tell me when you're going to attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some fun little things there. Overall, it was just okay. The, 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 this two-parter wasn't exactly like amazing or anything. And I think this issue was easier to read than the last one, because the last one was very tedious and very dense, whereas this one, mm-hmm. I think, was a bit more... had a bit more flow Had a bit to more it. going on, a bit more action. Not, you know, because yeah. it was the, okay, kids... It was, it was a bit more fun of that sort of yeah. thing, with it, at least. Ultimately, it kind of wrapped up, and I was like, okay, that was a fill-in. Like, this was yeah, inconsequential yeah. to anything. Uh, so it's like, okay, that's done, we can never mention this again. And don't get me wrong, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good enough that I'm like, oh, that's a great fill-in, you, you have to read that one or that two-parter. You're on its own, it justified being something you want to seek out. It yeah. isn't really, it's just kind of okay. Th- those do exist, like, oh, that one-issue fill-in, those, that two issues, you know, that you go, go check that out. Yeah, that Nightwing one from last month. Yeah, uh, the the one in the you know back in Detective Comics. That, I think that was that was Percy, right? Yeah, Percy and uh, Jean Pierre Leon, I think, was the artist. Yeah, that two issues in the in the airport. That, that was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Matt didn't read this issue, by the way, just in case you're wondering why he's been so nope. quiet. Uh, yeah. Is that because you disliked the last one so much? No, I forgot to pick it up, and I just okay. <laughs> you know, I was busy this week. And I, I thought, was like, eh, I thought you were making a statement, it. and no, you just forgot to pick it up. Okay. No, yeah, I, no, I, 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 I forgot to pick it up. Yeah, so I would have read it, but I also. Just ran out of time. I had a very busy week, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you missed much. It's, it's fine, but it's not, like... It's, like I say, it's, it's better than the last issue, but it's nothing special. You're, you're fine. Yeah. yeah, I don't have cool. a lot to add about it, really. It's just kind of no, what it me is. Either. Um, no. What's what weird is we have the annual coming up at the end of the month, which is the Benson, so it's kind of the first part of their run. And then we have two months of fill-ins again before their run actually starts, which is kind of bizarre. <sighs> Good luck. I hate when they do that. Yeah, so I don't know why just they're push, doing push that. Push the annual. Just push it. Yeah. Just push it. I, I think it depends how much it is, or if you know, it, it depends if the annual was written as you know before they even knew they were having a run. You know, they they went, oh hey, do you mm. want to do an annual? They did, and then DC kind of looked and went, hey, you know, we, we like what you've done here. Do you want to do the run? So you know, it could be this completely yeah, it could be. disconnected. It could be just, oh, this is a one shot. Yeah, it could be a one shot, but I mean, either way, it'll give us a nice sense of maybe how they're going to handle. 
uh, yeah. characters. So uh, that'll be exciting. That's the end of the month. Uh, annual number two, I believe that is. So uh, we'll move on uh, to Deathstroke number 31, our last book of the week. Not that a lot of books this week, as we said, but... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Matt's mic's gone. Uh, Deathstroke 31, Christopher Priest writing and Carlo Pugilane on the art. This is the second part of Deathstroke versus Batman. And... As Batman said last time, he is going to interfere and stop Deathstroke from Deathstroking, so he actually blows his plane out of the sky. <laughs> no, knowing, of course, that him and Wintergreen will survive because they're, they're, they're good at what they do. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But he, he takes them out. Uh, so much so that Wintergreen actually phones Alfred and says, Hey, your boy blew us out of the sky, Al. Uh, do you want to... Yeah, what, what's going on here? I thought we were handling this. Yeah, let's fix this, eh? That's, that's, you know, we're the old I, men I who love, fix things. I love this idea of, you know, the, the, the two elder partners of them just going, Well, it's, it's uh, Come dads. on, let's slap the kids into line. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Deathstroke's, oh, you know, he gets off the plane, he goes fighting, and then he ends up, uh, uh, Tally is there at the end, and she kisses him and says, Oh, we need to talk about your son, or our son, or whatever she phrases it. Yeah. Uh, I think she says your son, because obviously that. It leaves it ambiguous enough. Yeah, which yeah. I think kind of says to me that Talia is the one manipulating all this to try and make him like make Bruce and I, think thing. Yeah. So, so it's not real, but she's the one who's behind it because she yeah. she's got an agenda because she's Talia mm-hmm. and she's up to something. Uh, yeah. So that that would be my yeah. guess. Meanwhile, uh, Batman is investigating um, this uh, stolen text. The new new phone. It's a fake iPhone. Whatever they're calling mm-hmm. it in the in the comics. And it's like Wayne Tech, and because Gordon comes and talks to him about it, he goes as Bruce Wayne to kind of make a money deal to this guy who uh, stole it and find out where it went. And it turns out that Adeline's behind it all. Yeah. Presumably just in an effort to get Batman out of hiding. Yeah, because it's it's framed as if it's the Russians stealing yeah. these secrets. Yeah. And then it turns out uh, that was just a false trail all along. Yeah, just 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 Adeline. It's just because Deathstroke's always a family affair, and here we go. Yeah, I like that it is a little bit disconnected though. Like there, like Adeline's sitting on, like you know, it's like, well, you know, we kind of need to know this stuff. Which is, you know, mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne is a, uh, you know, unaccounted for as far as they're concerned. They don't know exactly where he falls down. Yeah. So it's like, well, we've got to do our job, keep an eye on him. Yeah. So. Uh, that was basically true. I didn't like it as much as the first part of this arc because I think the first part was just it had more of a flow to it. The action kind of like it went from this like smaller build up to this big set piece, uh, and yeah. I really had a lot of fun with that. This one felt more like a, a typical Deathstroke issue, and not in a it bad did. way. But... I did enjoy every individual scene though. Oh yeah, I did too. Mm-hmm. And I tell you something, I realized the paralleling between the sons. Yep. You know, where you have them talking to the camera about their fathers. Ah uh, yeah yeah, but it's, it's not Damien though, right? That was Dick. No, that's Dick, yeah. Yeah, it's Dick Robin, yeah. who's talking yeah, about yeah. Batman, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just, just the idea is, you know, how they're, you know, they're actually, you know, like, really similar and stuff, you know, yeah. and it's it's just highlighting that. But I, I like the framing device of using the sons to tell it. As, and then you've got the fathers with Alfred and Wintergreen. It makes it feel like there's this two dysfunctional families. Mm-hmm. How do you feel, Matt? No, I liked it a lot. It's, I, I'm more with Pete that it felt like a more traditional issue of Deathstroke and not like this series within a series uh even though it's mainly focused on batman here too yeah the only but... the only thing i noticed that made it feel like there were it was at least acknowledging some people probably jumped on last issue yeah. is he made a point of trying to explain the like, the winter green voice and the suit yeah yeah like, it explained that like a little the, bit the kind of running joke of all right billy what's going on and you know both of them answering but, huh yeah not you the other one and yeah. just I can't with this guy. Yeah, the real Wintergreen yeah. is just like, what are you talking about? What do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's fine. Robot Wintergreen. Yeah, 
It's like, okay. but no, I like that. I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes because I always wonder how, if he's the greatest assassin in the world, how does that sit with Tali and Ross? Because they run mm. the League yeah. of Assassins, you know? So I like that they're running into each other now. Yeah. Uh, and again, with, with Adeline Kane, we've seen how she interacts with Superman. Now I am curious to see how she interacts with Batman. Yeah, and of course, uh, Deathstroke just showed up in the silencer uh, in that assassin business. Oh. So there's yeah. stuff going on there. Deathstroke's all over the place. Although, best Deathstroke might be uh, Teen Titans Go to the Movies Deathstroke from that trailer this week. Uh, I'm not going to yes. lie. Keep, I keep being told I need to watch it. You do. So. Oh, man. There, there, there are digs. Maybe at, when I'm done. There's digs at the current movies in it. And there's, there's yeah. digs at Marvel. There's digs at everything. Mm-hmm. It's great. Pulling no punches. You're pulling no punches. Good, good, good. Uh, so... Um, I, I, I do agree though. It oh. feels like a more typical issue of Deathstroke, but that for me is okay because I'm enjoying the series oh, yeah, anyway. No. So it's like, hey, yeah, I just it didn't good. feel like the series within the series like the last one did, where it felt like, oh no, this could have been a mini series. Yeah, this is like, oh no, this is more of what I'm used I, to. I yeah. felt like I, I think it was fine for us because we were all reading the, the series anyway. Yeah, but I think this issue to me felt like if someone did jump on just for Batman v's Deathstroke, and then that last issue felt very kind of like of a lot straight more more straightforward big fight and uh, big set piece with Batman and Deathstroke this one I feel like might lose a few people because it feels more like I don't know it's, it's sort of slipping back into just part of the series again uh, uh, I appreciate that it kind of you know it, it eased them into it with last issue mm. it didn't just drop anyone in the deep end oh. and as we say here this did a good job of only talking about things that were relevant and even then, those things were kind of explained relatively naturally as well for yeah. anyone who had just jumped on. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Uh, but no, so, solid. Looking forward to seeing uh, where the where the art goes. But uh, that is that is Deathstroke, which does actually uh, wrap up the last book. Which means we're on to picking our favourites of the week: best panel slash moment, uh, best art, best cover, and of course, top five books of the week. That's what we're going to do now. Uh, Connor, best panel slash moment. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the page from DC Nation of the, the Joker just staring after he tells the uh, the, the, the stamp joke. I, I thought you might like, have picked that, yeah. that. That one of him, just, just waiting for the laughter. That that cracked me up and is terrifying. Joker telling dad jokes. I love it. Matt? Mine's also from DC Nation, but it's from the Bender story. Hmm. Uh, and it's Superman coming off the roof in that classic... And he has the arm up pose, and whatnot. It just looks great. Plus, it's Garcia Lopez. Yeah, it's a great page. Um, what's funny is I'm also going with DC Nation, but bizarrely, I'm going with the the story that no one said yet. And while I think it's the weakest part of the book overall, that those last two pages uh, are really good, uh, and I think that yeah. last page is great. I I, I love Carrie yeah. being the optimist. I love Oliver being the the pessimist, and then yeah. just the oh shit, <laughs> those giant celestial yeah. beings. Like, and plus, you know, Jimenez's art is phenomenal so great um yep. that was a weak artist in that book that was a you know no yep. so when, when we're doing the, the the top five in a minute are we splitting the stories up that's a really good question i hadn't thought of that i hadn't thought of that that would change my ranking significantly as to how things would appear well it depends what do you think it's easier it's easier to say dc nation's a, a thing on its own or would you rather split them up I mean, you gotta split uh, them up for art because there's three, you know. You split them up for art, but I mean for top five, just yeah. as a whole. Are you saying I mean, no? This is. Yeah, I mean personally, I, you know, I, I'd split them up because I have different feelings on all of them. But. Joe, I'm gonna say no. We don't split them up for top five. Yeah. Okay. So you have to you have to consider how you feel yeah. about the thing as a whole, I guess. Okay. 
Because I, I feel like that's more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, fair. anyway, uh, best uh, best uh, cover of the, the week, as I go to look at them very quickly. <laughs> yeah, this is how... I don't think there's any standout covers for me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah. Maybe maybe the Nightwing variant, maybe the Deathstroke variant. The Batman variant's not bad as well, actually, if you... Yeah, actually, yeah, that's... Oh, uh, yeah, is. okay. Batman variant's pretty good, so... Yeah. Uh, Green Arrow cover's not bad either. Uh, yeah, it's alright. It's beat up face. Um, I feel like... I, I feel weird picking this because I never pick anything in the GRGR, but the Nightwing variant's probably winning <laughs> for me. Yeah, it is very nice. It is a very and nice variant. Yeah, that's, so. that's the one that they put out to announce these you know, virgin variants. Yeah. So, so it, it, you know, it's a nice one. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the, the naked Nightwing cover. <laughs> uh, of course you will. <laughs> Yes, yeah, I love Dick. What do you want from me? You love Naked Dick. I love Dick Grace. You shot Matt. <laughs> uh, what are you picking? Um, let me check the other. Oh, there was none. Oh, uh, they went with Batman variant. I, I, I just saw it now, and I've seen if there was an action variant. There's not. So, yeah, Batman. There you go. Connor. Yeah, I'm just... just uh... Yeah, I'll double down on the action, uh, the, the the Batman variant. <laughs> okay. All right, so uh, best art of the week then. Uh, so, oh, yeah, so... Hmm. Hmm. This one's this difficult. This one's difficult. And this one, of course, you split up DC Nation because each of them is a different artist. Yep. So I think you, you have to... A uh, question. Yeah. Does Maniple count? I wouldn't because no. that story is not yeah, original. I wouldn't, yeah, okay. I wouldn't count that. Uh, I think you've, you've obviously you've got Manon for the Batman story from the Nation. You've got uh, Lopez, Garcia Lopez from the Superman story. Mm-hmm. You've got Jimenez from the No Justice story. And then obviously you've got Daniel and Batman and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, it's between Manon and Jimenez for me. And I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm struggling really hard to decide which. Matt, what are you picking? So mine, mine was between Garcia Lopez and Daniel, and mm. I love Garcia Lopez, but the story's you know it's a smaller story. So, but I really love Daniel's art in this. Just Booster looking unhinged, uh, the Catwoman suit, the old Thomas Wayne didn't look anything like Flashpoint, which would have been easy to do. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks so. Yeah, we'll leave it to Batman. All right, cool, Connor. So it's interesting because those are the two that I was considering as well. I yeah. think Garcia Lopez only ha- really has that one page to really shine, right? I mean, it, it's full of what you would expect. That's the whole thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. But in know. terms of just a showcase for the art, yeah, yeah, uh, you know, there's that one page. But so I think yeah. ultimately I'm going to agree with uh, with Daniel for Batman. I think yeah. there's a lot more variety and skill like yeah. that. That. Yeah, I, th- I think I want to go with Jimenez for the new just because I, I think it's it surprised me if I forgot because obviously I've seen him on Super Boys and he's very good in that. But seeing him do like the, the opening page with Batman and he's like old shadows and it's like oh where's the Justice League and he sort of smirks and says which one and you know then, then you, you've got the ending of course I picked that as my moment of the week and all the rest some of great it. Uh, great silhouette panels as well yeah I love the coloring uh, and his stuff as well um, I, I'm not mm-hmm. off top off the top of my head I'm not sure who that yeah. is but uh, it's really really nice so yeah I'm gonna go with Jimenez yeah. I, I think that's the one that. So, not, not that I forgot he was good, but it's the one that I was like, oh yeah, like he's great. I forgot he was this great as I was reading that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, nice surprise out of it. Solos is uh, Alejandro Sanchez. There you go. I, I like your stuff. <laughs> so, um, so, 
No, I'm actually, I'm, you know, I'm almost glad he's doing more issues of Justice League than not, even though uh, Chung's great as well, but... Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I'm pleased. I'm pleased uh, and excited. Uh, so, uh, top five books of the week. Then uh, I'll go to Connor first. Okay, taking them all as a whole, I'll go Batman at one, then Nightwing, Deathstroke, Action Comics, then DC Nation. All right, Matt. Oh man, mine's DC Nation number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is Batman. Three is Action uh, Special. Four is Green Lanterns, and five is Deathstroke. Cool. My number one is DC Nation. Uh, my number two is Nightwing. My number three is Batman. My number four is Green Lanterns. My number five is Action Special. Mm-hmm. There you go. So mm-hmm. a nice mix of answers there. Uh, yep. Shut up. Uh, me and Matt both love DC Nation, but I like Nightwing more it's, than he like Bat or he like Nightwing and so on. So. I just I love this time of year because it reminds me of when I first got back into comics, mm. like events going on. Like there's no justice, and then Man of Steel, the Batman. Like there's stuff going on. Yeah, a lot of big stuff. So yeah. yeah. So no, all of it's kicking off. This is this is kind of the premiere of this like phase of events this, and things that are happening. This kind of feels like okay, this is the start of the year now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, start of the comic year. Yeah. The, the comic year starts at the start of the summer, and for lack of a better term, that that's yeah. May as far as the industry is concerned, mm-hmm. even though it's yeah. still spring. <laughs> so, uh, so that's cool. Uh, so we got big things. No justice number ones next week. So no doubts we'll have big big thoughts about that. Um, looking forward to the Bruni action shenanigans and everything else. Also, more importantly, that is Manipal. So that is Manipal. Yes. yes. Um, so you can look forward to that next week. But uh, yeah, what else is next week? So next week we've got Justice League No Justice number one. We have the Superman special number one. So that's the wrap up of the Tomasi and Gleason. Uh, so they're getting their big big one shot. Uh, we have Detective Comics 980. We have Wonder Woman 46. We have The Flash 46. We have Mr. Miracle number nine. We have New Superman and Justice League of China number 23. We have Sideways number four. I'll be checking that out for sure. We do have the Immortal Men number two, but we're all kind of not really sure if we're going to jump back on for that. I'm not sure. Do, do we have any feelings one way or the other? I'm I'm going to check it out, but if you guys don't want to talk about it, we can skip. I don't I don't mind. No, I mean I, I'm I'm all for know? checking it out. Uh, if, if I know one yeah. of you guys are for sure, I'm, I'm more inclined. Yeah, to, like, if this check it out and talk if about this it. one is kind of a whiff, I'm not going further. Yeah. But, just, you know. I'm just having a glance out. I'm not seeing the Superman special. Yeah, Superman's not on there. I was waiting for him to finish. Oh, but then so he that moved. A... Okay. Yeah, he yeah, gave us a moved. nice pause. All right, there yeah. you go. Uh, is that moved to week three then? I don't know. No idea. It just we can't go that here. far ahead on here yet. All right, okay, fair enough. Uh, I'll, I'll double check that later. Okay, so no Superman special next week. That's okay. Uh, uh, also next week, but not being discussed, is... Uh, actually... Hal Jordan and Green Lantern Core 44 is out next week as well, for the record. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, and did you mention Batman White Knight? Uh, nope, White Knight's out. Oh, I see that it moved because it was originally this week. Yeah. And yep. it got pushed. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, right. It's yep. uh, the final issue. White Knight. Oh, man. Next week's bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, White Knight. Uh, Wonder Woman, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said that, to be fair, Matt. Come on now. I know. Um, so, all right, okay. So that's what you got next week. Uh, also, is Red Hood Netlaws number 22. Carl won't be talking about that issue, but he will be talking about Red Hood and the Outlaws next week. Uh, Suicide, Suicide Squad 41's out. Uh, also, Background on the Birds of Prey number 22, which I think is the last of the run, so I might catch up and uh, talk about the ending. Yep, uh, final issue. That's, uh, yeah. Who is Oracle revisited? So 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, final issue. So uh, if I have time, I'll catch up and read that. There's actually a lot of books next week, though. So you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but you know, so big week, big stuff happening, um, and of course, uh, whatnot. Uh, and before we go, I think it's worth. Uh, you know, first of all, obviously, me and Connor had our, our monthly episode for Patreon. Uh, we mentioned it last week, but it was just worth bringing up again. We did Green Green Lantern Earth One, Volume One. Yeah. Uh, the, the vote up for next month. The votes up for next month because uh, next month's a vote, so there's four options. And the theme for the vote, because uh, we just had Action One Thousand, because Man of Steel starting at the end of the month, the theme of the vote is Superman origin stories. So the four options are all Superman origin stories, and yeah. you get to pick which one you want us to talk about. So you get Birthright, For All Seasons, Man of Steel by John Byrne, and of course uh, Secret Origin are the four things we up thought, for. We thought that might be a, a fun gimmick. I thought that was funny, because there's actually there's enough good origin stories from Superman, you can pick four of them for a vote. Yeah. So, so, so my power rankings are Birthright, um, uh, Secret Origin, For All Seasons, uh, John Byrne, Man of Steel. So... I... I Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd have to reread one or two of them before I did that. That said, Birthright's 12 issues, I th- and the rest of them are six and below. Yeah. So take that into account, guys. Before you stick them with Birthright. Is, what, four, but they're prestige. Yeah, four so. prestige. So it's they're basically prestige, eight. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's, it's Tim's sale, though, and so you have a lot of, you know, Just big spreads. spreads yeah. 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 So it's, it's a quick read. Secret Origin 6. Uh, and that was a really fantastic Legion Superheroes issue. Uh, and then Parents Man of Steel's a very dense Steel. it's, it's dense yes. but it's, it's not actually I, I read it not too long ago it's actually not that hard to get through it's, it's obviously it's dated it's a little bit it's but not, it's, it it still works yeah, quite well for what it is it's not awful it's, it's fine yeah. it's my least favourite Superman origin of those listed so but there was a time and that was, that was your choice because the Elfie didn't exist yet it's the oldest yeah I know so. and if that was the case I'd go to pre-crisis <laughs> and Steel. <laughs> where they didn't get rid of the Legion of Superheroes and there's no birthing matrix. He was a baby on a rocket. Uh. <laughs> All right, Matt's, Matt's better. Matt's still bitter about that, isn't Matt, he? Matt's better yeah, about the so. changes that happened after Crisis. It's only been 30 years. 34, who's counting? But whatever. Has it been 34? It wasn't 1984, no, was it? I just yeah. It was 1984, 85. Yeah. Wait. <sighs> yeah. Crisis is 85. Anyways, anyway, Matt, 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 Matt derailed my plugging because I was going to tell you something new that's happening on Patreon that comics yeah. fans can uh, can enjoy. Uh, so I tried a new thing. I call I called it a pilot episode uh, of a thing that I'm going to do for patrons. Uh, well, I basically just started. I'll probably continue this next week. Uh, people seem to like it, but uh, it's basically an audio only thing where I'm going to work through a run and just do like a, a like a solo thing on each issue. Uh, and the first one went up Ravings of a Madman Ravings of a sure yeah I could have called it that I, I think the temp title right now is Muzz in the Fuzz in the Multiverse I think I called it because that was just the first thing that came to mind but I mean the title's up for debate I, I mean like I say it's a pilot it's uh, a pilot I'm going to call this Exhibit A so when he cracks <laughs> this is what they go to but no no so I, I sat down I, I'd read New Teen Titans number one uh, from the Wolfman and Perez run and I just I talked about it. Uh, it ended up being 30 minutes, which I didn't think it was going to go... I mean, admittedly, the first five or so minutes was me explaining the concept of the show. But, so... Who's this orange girl with the curly hair? I don't recognize her. God. I'll just, I'll just let that You've got to make jokes at your own expense. I'll, or, you know, I'll, I'll let that think you're a psychopath. <laughs> hey, hey, it was funny when you first started doing it. I've heard them about 100 times, though. They've just lost the... Lost the pizzazz. <laughs> Of New Teen Titans, I can't not let it go. Yeah. I didn't bring it up at all. No justice. 
that is true. We never really talked about it in No Justice, but yeah. Which, yeah, by the way, yeah, I, save it for next week. The one thing is though, we never me- we never mentioned Superman throwing Starro at the bad guys. <laughs> that was the thing that happened. Starbro. Starbro, uh, who just laughed, I believe, as he was being uh, thrown, which was kind of funny. But anyway, so so this is the thing. Uh, it'll be something. The first one is free. If you want to go over to patreon.com slash TV, the first one is just there for free. You can check it out. Uh, but this will be something that's uh, probably added to the $5 tier for next week, and it'll be an exclusive thing for patrons. I'm toying with the idea of making, because the idea is to do three a week, I'm toying with the idea of making one of them be something that actually does go up for everyone eventually, maybe after a, a delay, but the other two will remain exclusive uh, to Patreon. So uh, you can go over and it's check like it out. Episode. And you can, you can, you can see, check it out. And you can, uh, obviously, Dooting Titans will be one of them. The other two will be different series. Um, but I, I thought it was an excuse for me to work through some old runs, and I thought, oh, that'll be fun to do. And uh, the feedback so far has been positive. So uh, let, me know, let me know what you think in the comments. And it's a way of. To, Giving some folk in Patreon a bit more uh, exclusive content, some something else as a bonus. So, uh, by all means, go check it out. Uh, but yeah, so that has been episode 102 of Comics from the Multiverse. And we'll be back next week with uh, No Justice number one. Super exciting. Uh, big things happening. And that is that is, that is us. So, um, as always, uh, like, subscribe, all the usual stuff. Uh, get us on the Twitters at DC Comics Podcast. Uh, Matt, where can they find you on Twitter if they want you individually? Yeah, at Matt of Steel 57. It's been quiet lately, but, you know. Connor, where can they find you? At Connor Ryan 94. Uh, you can find me at Wibble89 if you want to find me on Twitters. Uh, but otherwise, uh, that is us. So, yeah, all the usual things. Support the show. We love you loads and everything else. Keep reading comics and always remember to never get lost in the Speed Force. Thank you.